It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Friday, yeah, 15th of October, and it is just after 6 o'clock. I love getting up on a Friday morning, knowing that the week, weekend is here. And what a weekend we have ahead of us. Coming up on the show, we've got an exciting show for you. A fantastic, fruitful, fun Friday show. Fun Friday show. After all the excitement coming out of the Bears and Izzy for breakfast show, as Bears and the Mighty Nighties got the dub to head off to the big dance. Simon Dool was there amongst the action. He joins us to tell us in depth. What the KKR doing so well and what this grand final and has installed for us. So looking forward to chatting to Dooley just after 7 o'clock. And then more exciting news for our whanau on the show. Yesterday was a special day for the Herman Watt whanau. As Talia Herman Watt was picked in the latest football fern squad to take on Canada in a few weeks time. Talia will join us. Uh, just after 7 o'clock, in, in the 7 o'clock hour, I must say, in the 7 o'clock hour, she is a younger sister of Louis Herman Watts, so looking forward to chatting to Talia and just getting some gravy on her old brother. Uh, see what he was like, you know. can only imagine what kind of setup he was running at home, mate. If he's anything like he is on the weekend at, on the punt, anything could go. So looking forward to chatting to her and seeing what she's up to. She's ta- They're taking on Canada. In a few few days' time, they're a good side, and uh, they've they've assembled a solid squad. A lot of their Kiwi players couldn't make it because of MIQ, MIQ situations, but that's okay. A lot of new faces in the side, and Talia is a new face. Looking forward to chatting to your sister, mate. It's going to be great, crack. In about seven forty-ish, uh, we're going to talk to the Waikato Stud Racing Preview, and we'll be pre- previewing the great horse, the Chosen One, flew home from last over the weekend just to lose out to Delphi. Andrew Forsman joins us to talk about the chosen one and maybe give us a tip or two, Louie, because that's what we love. We love giving everyone a wee tip on the show. And, well, it's uh, this Saturday marks 10 years. This Saturday marks 10 years, a decade, 
since the All Blacks 2011 World Cup semi-final against Australia. Uh, Corey Jane and myself were under a hell of a lot of pressure that week, and uh, that game to we had to perform in that game. And uh, Corey Jane will join us to reminisce and share some memories from that performance. So tomorrow is 10 years to the day since that uh, infamous uh, semi-final against our great foes Australia at Eden Park. And uh, that was a bit of a redemption for, for myself. I had to perform after what had gone on the weekend before. But anyway, CJ will come on and uh, we'll just share a little insight to that weekend and just... Just reminisce and make sure you stay tuned for the quizzy dag too because a lot of the questions are going to be about the World Cup, about that 2011 World Cup. So, you know, I've given you a bit of time to plan and prep for it. Alan from Fakatani. Alan from Fakatani, you can do some prepping, mate. Get prepping on. Anyway, plenty, plenty going on today and over the weekend. IPL final, Flem versus Baz. Got a message in the golf group, actually. Either way, we'll be drinking out of the IPL trophy. That is from Flem. So either way, they're going to be bringing the IPL trophy back to New Zealand and our Wednesday golf group will be having a little sip out of it. Can't wait, can't wait. And we can't forget, in the background there, I can see Ma'anunu on your screen there, Louis. Can't forget East Coast versus Buller in the Heartland Championship. Ma'anunu, Fafile Levave, Jose Aguirre on the pine, trying to end a 53-game losing streak. We spoke to Jose the other day. He is the head coach of East Coast. He gave nothing away, and I'm not surprised. What a what a get. What a get for East Coast. This is their club day on Saturday. It's their club day in Ruatoria, and imagine the kids. Imagine the kids knowing that Maanonu is going to go to the small town in East Coast, and these kids are just going to be so excited to see one of their heroes and Fafili Lavavi, guys that have been on TV. So I'm just real wrapped. And Heartland's getting a lot of exposure. That's where it all starts for me. On the other side of it, though, Buller will be <laughs> pretty angry, I'd say so. If, if you know, we got our chat from Jason Kasky, the, the Whanganui coach, and he was distraught after Sammy Kane was playing, and they gave... King Country in absolute hiding, so I can't imagine what the Buller coach is feeling at the moment. But anyway, that aside, what a great get for East Coast Rugby. Looking forward to delving into that throughout the show. But like always, give us a text on double eight double three. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you throughout the morning on our fantastic, fun, fruitish, fun Friday. We want to hear from you. Or give us a text on our uh, call on 0800-150-811. But before then... Good morning. We've got Karen in the studio there. Trudy's away sick today, so we've got Karen. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Izzy. How are you? I almost didn't quite make it at 6 o'clock there. Hopefully you didn't have to wait too long for the news. <laughs> oh. I was actually telling the boys, I was like, hey, um, where's Karen? And, and it was like one minute to go, and I'm and like, oh, good question. I said, oh, he's probably locked out, man. Like, <laughs> not, not quite. But you, not quite. You made it with but five seconds to go. There was a high-speed sprint from the building next door with laptop in hand. Look, Izzy, um, where we are, Kaz has done an unreal job here because where we are, it's like a, to get to the studio from where we sit in the TAB because of COVID protocols, yeah. we have to go down one stairwell through a back way, out of foyer, literally walk on the busiest road in Auckland on Stanley Street with trucks. If you tripped over, you'd be oblivion. And she's had to come around the building, probably looking at all these doors, another stairwell, and we're all just sitting oh on. My. It's a hell of an so effort. You're telling me, boys, 
You're telling me, you boys, you're part of the problem. You left poor Kazza up there. No, no, you I, to- poor- I told him. I told him to leave me up there so I could get the most up-to-date news ah. for your listeners. You see, so I let the boys come over. <laughs> um, it doesn't help that it's bloody pitch blackout, oh, black yeah. outside it's as sickening. well. So look, these working conditions are unethical. <laughs> if you ask me, they're <laughs> unethical. Um, luckily, I hey. had dear Trudy Nelson's swipe card to get me through those multitude yes. of doors. But um, yeah, Trudy's a bit crook uh, today, so I'm just. Here, holding the fort. Hopefully, I'll get through the morning and oh. uh, promise to be on time no, next you time. Will. You right. will. Yeah. Right. Better late than never, man. And that For was sure. a great little interest. I could hear it in your voice. Like, yeah, we're going. <laughs> I was like, she uh, was running. She was running. Uh, How thank good. You. Uh, great to have you on the show. Thanks, Karen, Great to have you and, on the uh, show this morning. Hope Trudy's doing okay out there. Hope Trudy's not feeling yeah. too. No, I, I'm sure she'll be back. I'm sure moment, she'll be man. back on Monday. Yeah, I think she's just uh, yeah good. off today. So yeah, you'll have her back on Monday. All good, all good. Louie, how are you, bud? Yeah, bro, good. Bit of excitement to start the day. I said to Cass, don't worry, we're pretty loose around here. And then on Fridays, we're, we're very <laughs> loose. So um, it's all good. Look, I feel like today's show, Izzy, is all about reflected glory because yeah. we are bask. I mean, that's so cool, that, that message to your golf group. You know, we're drinking out of it either way. We, we've got mates in the IPL final locked horns, Flemo and Baz. We've got Dooley over there calling it, who's going to talk to us about it. I've got a sister who's a football fern now, so I've been knocked off my perch as the uh, premier sibling. That's <laughs> That rug was being... Louis who? Yeah. Yeah, what? What? Yeah. It should be Louis who and who? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's oh. literally changed my last name by being selected for the uh, football ferns. And and in between that, we've got the chosen one in the Caulfield Cup. We've got Ma Nonu playing. We've got CJ coming on to, well, that's not reflected glory. That actually was your glory. You can see, so you can lay claim to that <laughs> 10 years ago. Um, and in between, we've got a bunch of good stuff. And then we're going to look at the uh, Friday tipple at about 20 to 9. And that literally is reflected glory. So the show's all about reflected glory. Yeah, it's going to be a great day, mate. And, and I want to ask you, you would have you spoke to your mum and dad and, and your family about the news yesterday. Pretty exciting times for the family when, you know, your your, your sister, your, your family, your whanau member gets named in a in a New Zealand side representing their country. They get to wear that silver fern on their, on their chest, mate. How was that? How was that for you? And how was that for mum and dad? Are they over the moon? Yeah, well, look, this is kind of funny because I guess you've been on the other side of it and I'm on the other side of it. So I tell you what it feels like. And I don't know if you've had any siblings that, but it feels like, I really feel like this is my win. Like, I feel like I'm part of this. Like, it's like, and I know mum and dad, and especially my mum who has driven, because we, so for context, you're in a hoka. We lived, we grew up in this tiny little place called Leithfield Beach, which is about another 25 minutes north of where you are, Izzy. So to get into, and, mm. and when, you know, once upon a time I was a half handy kind of junior sports person and to be, to, but we were in such a we were such a little place of New Zealand that to get into rep teams and stuff it was a 50 minute drive into Christchurch every day or you know three mm. trainings a week and and Jane my mum she has driven Talia so many miles throughout the years then, then there's all like if you want to succeed especially in the college system you know it's all of the forms you have to fill out all of the the medicals all of the hoops you have to jump through so I feel like everybody feels like that we're part of this and it's just a very rewarding yeah. moment and couldn't have been more proud yeah that's the that's the best way you can reward uh, pay back your mum you know and mum and dad reward your parents because a lot of parents out there, there'd be a lot of them now. My mum and dad, you know, just sacrifice so much. Petrol's not cheap. Yeah, that's right. You know, you've got you to give up a lot of time. 
to, to take your kids. And then you've got your sister doing one thing, you've got your brother doing another thing. They're going opposite ends of the country. So, like, there's so many families, mate, and that's the best way you could, you know, reward your, your family back and just, you know, help put a put a bit of a smile on their face. And so I'm, I'm real proud of you, mate. I'm real proud of you and your family, and uh, I really look forward to chatting to Talia. I know you were saying before the show she's a little bit nervous. I don't know why she's nervous. She's like, she's, uh, she couldn't you know. believe it. She thought I was, she, she genuinely thought I was joking. She was like, what? No, I'm not coming on. She's like, don't worry, mate. Don't worry about me. She's a hard case. You know, she's over there in, um, she, I mean, she's playing Div 1 football in, in America for Arizona State. So it's no, you know, she's already achieved more than anyone would have expected. You know, it's, she's already against the odds and mm. she's out there doing it. And I think, She's just been become a bit become a bit numb to her own success, and she's just kind of just wants to do it. You know, she's like, "Don't look at me, yeah. I'm fine. Just carry on." Classic yeah. humble Kiwi sort of stuff, and and I'm like, "Nah, look, I've I've got a radio show now, so I get to abuse and use my privileges, mm. and you're coming on, and we're gonna have a laugh." <laughs> yeah, mate. She's uh, we love championing our champions, and it's lucky that we've got some some family or friends that are doing some pretty amazing things at the moment. So we've got to celebrate it, mate. So looking forward to. So chatting to Talia and uh, yeah, watching those performances when they take on Canada in a, in a week's time. Yeah, cracking, mate. And then yeah, that's it. It'll be it'll be a great dish just to watch the football ferns play some sport and whether she gets a run or not. Mm. Like it'll be great to see the the ladies go out there and do their thing. Hey, is so, so there's that. There's the Night Riders. Um, yesterday you were off to speak to the Crusaders Academy or the under 19s under that 19s or 18s side. How'd that go? Yeah. Yeah, well, that was good, mate. I got, uh, so they had a camp all week. They had a camp. So 60 players uh, were brought in from around the regions, and they had a camp throughout the week. And then yesterday they named 26. So it was pretty tough. Jason Ryan, he's the Crusaders' assistant coach. He is the head coach in there. And then you've got Aaron Webb. Webby is the academy manager, and he is a big, big part to why the Crusaders are so successful, mate. He creates an academy that um, just really needles out, the, you know, just – he. He turns these young kids, these young kids with so much talent into great kids, not only on the field, but off the field too. That's It's all about balance, and that's what Aaron Webb, Webb does. Better people make better crusaders, so he's a really integral part to why they're so successful. So yesterday, I got asked to um, cruise into the Crusaders under-18 camp, and, and just so I had lunch with the lads, and then we sat around in a half circle, and Jace Ryan, we just spoke about... Um, we just spoke about. I just left it all out there. So obviously, you know, people hear about all the good things and the glory. I think a lot of my insights were about the things that I've been through. Like a lot of people see the ups, but not many people see the lows. So I went in there and I just shared my little insights to, you know, what I've been through and and how how the good moments were and how the bad moments were and and just put it all out on the table. And it was a really honest conversation we all had for about forty minutes and. Like, it had been a big week for these lads, and they've had players like Sammy Whitelock, Jack Goodhue, uh, Tom Christie, Owen Franks. Like, these are the guys that have been in throughout the week. And I went in after Richie McCall. So Richie McCall was there that morning, so it was kind of... <laughs> when I went in there, I was like, they were like oh, only is he? <laughs> but no, it was, um, it was good, mate. Just just left it all out there, and, and hopefully I, I gave him a bit of gravy. The one thing I shared with them, I said, boys, um, I said, you know, these are the best times of your life. Enjoy it. Have fun, and uh, because when it's time to become a professional, and 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 you're that's your job, and that's your everything, nine to five every single day, you're living and breathing rugby. It's full noise. So this time, mate, you're not a, you're not you're you're close, but you're not a professional at the moment. So enjoy these moments, 
have fun with your mates, go hard, leave it all out there, and uh, if it, if it comes to fruition and you get to the to the next level, then well done. Uh, but yeah, it was great to share some insights with these young kids, mate. There's some big boys in there. I, I was about to check some passports, mate. There's some big <laughs> boys. I was like, hey, mate, you're, you're not under 18, bud. Are you sure? <laughs> so, nah, it was good. They're taking on the Highlanders um, tomorrow. They're ta- uh, today, actually, in Timaru. Timaru at, um, at 12.30. So they're taking on the Highlanders under 18 side. So it's going to be a good game. That's going to be streamed on the Crusaders uh, Facebook page. So if you want to watch that. Uh, Crusaders under ratings versus Highlanders under rating. It's 12.30 at Timaru Alpine Stadium, and it's streamed on the Crusaders Facebook page. Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of these these guys are going to have to keep the winning streak going in, you know, three, four years' time. They might be going for the 10, 10 Super Rugby titles in a row record, so they hopefully they <laughs> uh, keep themselves ready and go and touch up the Highlanders, lads. And I'm sure you would have given them something different, is he? You know, like all these great players and, you know, legends of the game. But I'm sure the thing about you is you've always got a different perspective, and that's what I love. So I'm sure you would have given them... Good get by Jason Ryan getting Ricky McCaw, though. Jeez, we can't even get Richard here so on the SNZ breakfast, so that's it. Oh, we haven't really asked, Louie. We haven't asked. What, what do you want to know? I just feel like what he's on, like, you, you he's, he just kind of sits above everybody else. You can ask everybody else, but it, there's just Richard McCaw just sits up there on that. that he's like that elite status. I mean, would, what would we ask Richie? Well, Richie's... He's kind of taken a step away from rugby, so like you know, like we're a sports show. Oh, we could get him on. I don't even we'll get him on, but it's just trying to find out what, what do you want to talk about. Want helicopters, to talk about adventure racing. There's probably a helicopters, adventure racing. Yeah, we could, we could, mate. We'll, we'll just find the time. We'll just save him. Maybe, and, uh, maybe God's own. We'll, we'll get him on. Yeah, God's own. Yeah, we can chat, him, chat to him about that. Maybe Rob Nickel. We'll get Rob Nickel, and then we can talk about Silver Lakes with Rob Nickel and God's own and Richie. Be good. Yeah, panel, panel show. And you get Robbo on as well. We can <laughs> sort it all out here. Why don't we just sort it all out on Baz and Izzy for breakfast? Um, hey, Jim's texted in, Louie. Yeah. Jim's texted in. He said, morning, Izzy and Louie, and welcome, Karen. Congratulations to Louie's sister. Izzy, could you ask Talia if Louie sucked his thumb or anything embarrassing? Will do. Jim Tamuka. <laughs> Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, eh? He's always tuning in, old Jimmy. He's always got something he always wants the gravy. funny to say. <laughs> he, always, he always wants people under buses. That's Jim's favourite spot. Don't worry, Jim. I've got a few questions lined up to get some gravy out of Talia, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I finally know what it feels like to have the show on the other foot, is he? I see what you mean. All these people, they're lying. Stop lying. <laughs> um, quick one for quick one for actually anyone who can answer this question. Yesterday I was drinking beers and a Spates bottle cap uh, question w- w- came up and it was... What a funny moment it was. What is uh, former All Black Israel, or what is Israel Dag's middle name? Middle name or names. And uh, no one else in the group got it. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. Double eight, double three. Does anyone know Izzy's middle name or names? Go on. It's a Spates bottle cap question. I got it yesterday. I managed to knock it off. It's uh, it's there. Just don't Google it. Come on, guys. You should know this. He's been here all <laughs> the last few months. You should know your good mate Izzy's middle names. It's did 20... you get it, Louis? Oh, mate. Did you get it? Or did you have to ask? No. Popped straight off. Because I said it used to be your Twitter <laughs> on your Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. Okay. So I probably wouldn't have known other than that. Don't it... go to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> 21 minutes past six o'clock. Plenty going on today. Reflected glory. That's the theme of the show. We are 21 and a half minutes past six o'clock. Back soon. Of course, we're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 
morning to you, 15th of October. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. How good uh, is he reliving yesterday at about this time? We were so tense. We were so tense. <laughs> it was, mate. And then just hearing that just brings it all back, mate. It was so good, so good. So Saturday morning, IPL final, Flem v Baz. I can't wait, mate. Can't wait, it's going to be a cracker. Yep, neither. Give us a call on 0800 811. That's the Kennard's High phone line. Uh, there's, look, there's a decent amount of people that know your middle names, mate. <laughs> and yeah, there is. It's, surely it's a quizzy. Cheers, Pete, from the bay. Um, <laughs> Jamal Akuhata. Jamal Akuhata. So, reasoning right behind Jamal is uh, my dad loved the name Jamal, so he wanted to call me Jamal. So, my name was nearly going to be Jamal, but mum stepped in and mum's the boss and she said no we're not calling him Jamal we're calling him Israel she obviously we're not very religious let's be honest but um <laughs> she's seen it in the bible and I think it's um I think yeah it's 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 a soldier it means soldier of God and Israel so she named me Israel and then the next thing was Jamal so my middle name's Jamal and then Akuhata is Māori for August and she had her uncle was Uncle August so she named me Israel Jamal Akuhata Dag. There's the reasoning behind it. Thanks. Is there you go? And you're, did you know that you're a Spates bottle cap question? <laughs> yeah, I've been tagged in that uh, a few times. Um, yeah, it's quite funny. Not many people get it, but it's, yeah, it's a toughie. It's a toughie, mate. But you've, you obviously nailed it. Yeah, but it's kind of, I'm a bit of a cheat because I work with you, so it's kind of like, it's, <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, it is a t- it's a tough question. It's one of those real random ones. If you, you hear it and you might remember it. Um, turn it up, Louis. The Blues won the last Super Rugby competition. Richie, have a spell, mate. Honestly, it's Friday. You've got a long weekend ahead. Go and have a spell. Uh, is we, We've got a bit more time at the top of the hour, but just before the news today, because Trudy's World, we will have no Trudy's World, so we can discuss it more then. But Ma'anonu, East Coast, how do you feel? What are your initial yeah. thoughts? Oh, man, I love it. I love it. I love it. I know there's going to be, like, people in the Buller area will be um, fuming, but then you look at the other side. Like, how good has is, is, is this exposure been for Heartland Rugby, Heartland Championship, mate? They're getting so much hype. And for me, it's it's club day. It's club day in the East Coast. And uh, when you get a guy like Ma'anonu, the, imagine the kids, mate. The, you know, the kids, that when they get to see a Ma'anonu with his big long dreads running around in the in the light blue covers there in Ruatoria. And uh, just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so pumped, mate. And, and look, I was, I, was getting, I was getting the news yesterday morning from an unknown source. And he said, you can't say it on air. You can't say it on air. And I said, okay, I won't. I won't say it on air. And then uh, it just got leaked, mate. It was probably the worst kept secret going around. So... Um, I was pumped. I was really excited. But, you know, on the other side of it, there's, there's going to be people questioning it. How? You know, is it is it fair? They are sitting on their bench too, so they're not going in. They're not starting. They're not going in and taking some poor kid's um, position. So they are sitting on the bench. And, and you know, rarely is. They probably, you know, they potentially might not even get a game. They're not even a game. And I love how uh, Ma'a said to Jose, I'll play if you play. So Jose has to sit on the bench as well. So, look. They've got, they got a stacked bench, but I'm all for it. Let me know what your thoughts are out there. Double eight, double three. Are you for or are you, are you against? Like, it's great exposure for Heartland Rugby, mate. I'm, I'm super pumped. Yeah. Look, it's funny. You don't get many player coaches anymore. So Jose is going to be coaching from maybe the number, jersey number 23, I guess. And he'll be on the mm. maybe on the wing or in the centres still trying to pull the strings. <laughs> and if it's a close game and he actually has to be a coach as well, <laughs> that's going to be a real interesting concept. I know he'll I would. go in there and be captain, mate. 
<laughs> yeah, true. He'll make all the calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Baz would be, this would be interesting to ask yeah. Baz about seats on the bus and all that stuff. Anyway, double eight, double three. Are you from, are you, right now, are you sitting in Westport? And are you absolutely spewing? Let us know. If you're from Buller, the Buller region, Reefton, anywhere around there, good parts. Um, of course, Greymouth as well as Buller. Uh, on a ba- oh, that's yeah, yeah, and no, I think that that covers the Buller region. Um, let us know, or is that West Coast? Now I've got my Heartland geography mixed up. Let us know how you're feeling though. Double eight, double three, and we'll be back to hear all about that right now. It's half past six with the news. So for Kubota, we are shaping and building New Zealand, and it's Kaz. <laughs> Twenty-seven minutes away from seven o'clock this morning. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I kind of thought that there was going to be a flood of texts there, biting my head off about my West Coast geography and what the Buller region actually constitutes of, and there hasn't been, which is pretty disappointing from the folk down there on the West Coast. So, can you let me know? Double eight, double three. Where is the actual Buller region? Where would people be getting mad from about Ma Nonu and Jose Gear sitting on the bench? Let us know. Send us a text. Double eight, double three. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Izzy, I had a little Philly trial yesterday. Oh, did you have to go, mate? Is that, is that if I get paid? If, if I get paid, yep. Yep, yeah. if yeah. I get paid. Um, look, she, she tried well. It's her first ever trial, educational. She didn't, oh, I wouldn't say she was eye-catching, but she did her job. She jumped out of the gates and she railed like a greyhound and kept up and, mm. and kept up a nice little gallop. And um, the the word through from Jamie Richards, our trainer, is she just needs a couple of weeks in the paddock to go and eat up. She's just a bit physically immature. If She needs to be mm. where we want her for a Karaka Million type race, which would be the ultimate goal. She just needs to go and eat up, put a bit of muscle on, and probably a little bit of mental maturity as well. She's a bit highly strung, like some of those fillies can be, you know? Mm, nice, mate. Nice, mate. So she's going to go away, have a good feed, get some muscle on her. And then what are you hoping? So the future is Karaka. That's where you're looking. But before then, you, you know, you've got a few stepping stones before you get to the big dance. Yeah, well, we've got about probably about two and a half weeks up our sleeve. And then we'll have to make a call mm. on, on where she and if she, Jamie. And it's not we. When I say we, we have to make a call. Jamie Richards is the master trainer. We're just in for the yep. ride, hoping we get paid. Um, but yep. at the end of the day, Jamie will make the call on whether she's up and running, up and ready enough to kind of head to the probably another trial and then um, head to a two-year-old race, get some prize money if she can run a run a place or win a race because you have to have enough prize money to get a start in the Karaka Million. Um, so, uh, it's, yeah. you know, you don't just get in. There's only, I think, 12 spots available. Um, so, yeah, but it would be like, I mean, the idea, if we had the boys get paid silks going around on Karaka Million night, but the, the the sad thing is, you know, like, imagine if we got her there and then we can't have a crowd there. And for the first time in five years, we don't have our massive crowd because of COVID restrictions. Mm. So, look, there's so much uncertainty. I'm just glad she's healthy. She stepped out. She did her job. She jumped and ran along and very proud moment. Yesterday was an extremely proud day. Who's going to have the honours, mate? Who's going to have the honours of riding the great horse? Oh, I think we all know the answer to that. Yeah. There's only one Opie Barson. <laughs> one Opie Barson. Walking around, singing a song. Walking in a Barson one. Yeah, there's, uh, mate, there's only one. I love that. I love that. <laughs> hey, mate, when you get a jockey, when you get a jockey of his class, are all the jockeys 
like, like tell me how this works. So you you get one. So, so someone rides the horse. You are all the jockeys paid the same? Well, when you get a good one, you got to actually pay them a little bit more. Or is that how is there like a uh, good question? With, really, <laughs> really good question. Really good question. And it's actually because it's kind of poignant because in Australia right now, so the grouse jockeys like J Mac, um, Karen McAvoy, Nash Cash for Willa, they're all they're heading down to Melbourne after. So the Everest is this weekend, and then they're heading down to Melbourne. Mm. They've got travel exemptions, and they're heading down for the Cox Plate. So you don't have to pay them more per ride. So you, a jockey gets a riding fee. And if you're a jockey listening to this or rolling your eyes, correct me. But as far as I'm aware, you get a, you get a riding fee, which is the same. And if yep. you then you get a cut of the prize money. So if you win the race, you will get a little... There are things called slings where a sling might go back and forth. And this is kind of kind of underground, you know. This is kind of like, you know, maybe a little bit... Not shady, but it's like, okay, I'll give you this yeah. ride, but if you get a bit of the prize money, you know, you know, a bit of that, but a bit of winking, a bit of clicking going on. Um, yeah. And then you can, I guess, so like I, Opie Boston for Tiakau, um, Craig Grills for Valachi Downs. Who else do we have? Re- you get things called retained riders. So Opie mm. is paid, a, I assume, a salary or a fee a year oh, yeah. to be Tiakau's stable rider, which means if they have a horse in the race that he is eligible to ride in so he can make the weight, he will ride their horse instead of – he can't just go to the open market and say, look, Andrew Forsman, your horse is the better one. I want that one. Um, unless mm. at the end of the day, Tiakau, David Allison, Jamie, they have right to say, no, look, you're our, you're our jockey. You're riding this horse. And the other thing is – with those top jockeys, which is this is the part you might forget, you want them riding your track work. You want them riding your track mm. work and your trials on your nice horses or your progressive horses because there's a feel that Jamie can't get. I mean, and he, Jamie or other, some trainers do jump on the back of them. John O'Benna still gets up on there, and um, Emily Brown and David Brown, I think they still do a bit of riding. You know, so some trainers yeah. do, but a lot of them don't for age or size or whatever. So you need someone that you can really trust that. Say you gallop, um, if I get paid in track work, you can put Opie up and you put him on. So he comes to work on a, at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. You put him up, you say, take her for a spin, and he'll come off and say, she needs a bit more feed. She needs a bit of time. She Maybe try a, maybe try a nose band, maybe try earplugs. And you need to have someone you can trust doing that because mm. there's just a field the trainers can't get. So that's where a retained jock or like a, a senior jockey that works for the racing syndicate or the stable is very important. Yeah. Yeah, nice, mate. Great detail. Love that. Love that. I've always wondered. I've just always wondered how they, you know, how you pick it and, and what the fees are, blah, blah, blah. And obviously if, big, um, if they win big races, they obviously get a big stake of the winnings there. So, no, nah, it's good, mate. Good. Thanks for that little bit of detail, Louie. And uh, we'll get back into some racing very, very soon. We've got a few texts here. Morning, Izzy and Louie. Uh, is, Morena, Izzy and Louie. Indeed, Greymouth is West Coast. I was born in Greymouth, but have more family ties with the Buller. So I am firmly in the blue and red hoop corner tomorrow. That is Tim, the teacher. Tim, the teacher's in the blue and red hoop corner tomorrow as they take on East Coast. Looking forward to that. But, mate, coming up. Coming up, we've got a doozy quiz, eh? We've got a doozy, doozy quiz. The quiz is themed. The quiz is themed today. It is World Cup 2011 themed. It is World Cup 2011 themed. So there you go. There's a wee clue for you, Alan and Fakatani. Get some, get some study on, mate, because we'll be coming out very shortly with the quizzy dag, and uh, it's it's a doozy. It's a doozy. Hopefully. Uh, good <laughs> luck. 
Is I don't want to tell them it's the semi-final because then they'll go Google get, the get semi-final. The, get the Wikipedia page up. Get the Wikipedia page yeah. up. Come on. Yeah. $50 is on the line. This isn't nothing. This isn't chump change. By the way, $80 Child Cancer Foundation, pacing for purpose. We've yes. got some kitty yes. in the canners. We did. We did. Marathon Man came through last night. It paid $1.40. We got it at $1.60. Sorry, Pip. <laughs> Sorry, Pip. And that tip, Pip. Poor Kez in the background put his life savings on that <laughs> greyhound and it came sixth out of eight. You've got to stop betting in those quantities, Kez. It's irresponsible. It is uh, 19 minutes away from seven. Give us a call. Get on the line for Quizzy Dad, the Ken Atar phone line, 0800 150 811. It's Quizzy Dad. Quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> 811. <laughs> yeah, we're all about reminiscing on this show today and that's an old school classic that quizzy intro welcome and welcome in. we are we are 2011 it is 10 years on since that semi-final against australia all those years ago and this quiz is themed the 2011 semi-final against australia so good luck to our quizzies we got richie on the line good morning richie morning is he here we go, bud. Here we go. Question number one. Who scored the All Blacks try in that semi-final? Manonu. Here you go. There you go. Okay, question number two. Who did Australia beat to make the semi-final? Five, four, three, two, one. Bang. Oh, sorry, Richie. Sorry, Richie. Five seconds, boys. Brenton, good morning. Morning, right? Morning, brother. Who did Australia beat to make the semi-final? Was it uh, South Africa? It was. It was, mate. Question number three. Who was the man of the match in that semi-final? Five, four, three, Israel Dag. One. No, 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 it wasn't. Sorry, Brendan. David, good morning. Good morning. I'm not too sure on this. I'll go uh, Richie McCaw. Richie McCaw. It's a good guess. No, it wasn't. Sorry, David. Alan from Fakatani. Good morning, Izzy. Good morning, mate. Beach Holiday Park. <laughs> oh, here he is. Good man, yeah. mate. Boy, I've strategically put you in here uh, at about four hours. So good luck, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who was man of the match? Uh, must be a good mate, Corey Jane. Yay! Yay! Well done, buddy. Well done. Question number four. Who were the two All Blacks? Who attempted to drop goals during the match? Attempted to drop goals. Oh. Um, Cruden. 
Hey. Wow. And Donald. No, no. no. Sorry, Alan. Sorry, Alan. Mark, good morning. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Hello. I'm good, Mark. Thanks for joining us, brother. Question number four. Which two All Blacks attempted drop goals during the match? Was it Cruden no. and Piriwipu? Two. One. No. No, it wasn't. Ooh. Sorry, Mark. This is a Craig, tough. This is morning. a tough question, is he? To be fair, this is a tough question. <laughs> it's a very tough question. Craig, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Craig. Have you been one question of them? Number four. Sorry. Yourself. And God only knows. Nanu. No. No, sorry, Craig. Oh. Sorry, Craig. Tim, Tim and Mount Wellington. Tim and Mount oh. Wellington. Which two, which two All Blacks attempt to drop goals during the match? Was it you and Donald? <laughs> no, no, sorry, Tim. Sorry, Tim. Zadie. Zadie's coming Zane. in late. He'll know it. Zane will know it. Zane, who was it? Yeah. Did Dan Carter play or no? No, he got injured in the in the in oh, the playoff right. rounds against Canada. To was be fair, Zade wasn't was born, so. Was it you? Sorry? No, I was born then, man. Um, <laughs> I remember the World Cup final. Um, obviously the um Pretty Woodcock um tried, but was it was it you and Colin Slade? No, no, it wasn't Zade. Sorry, sorry, Zade. Simon, good morning. Morning, boys. Morning, Simon. Were they both the two All Blacks? Yeah, so two All Blacks kicked, attempted drop goals during the match. And Simon, Simon, we have had variations of both. We just haven't had the two names together. There's a a tip. Um, I'll go Cruden and... um, Donald. Oh, nah, that's been, that's been. Sorry, bud. Sorry, mate. Sorry, Simon. We got Jordan. <laughs> Morning. We're going to run out of ear time soon. Morning, mate. Morning, mate. <laughs> Who were the two that kicked drop goals during the match? Attempted. Attempted, anyway. Was it, are you talking about semi-final? Yeah, in the semi-final. This is semi-final themed. And there's two um, players that attempted drop goals. One was we'll go, really good uh, and one was it, horrible. <laughs> uh, we'll go yourself and Perry Whippy. Oh! <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh, keep calling. Oh, Aiden. 150811. Keep calling. Hayden. Hayden. Good morning, Hayden. Morning. Uh, morning, mate. Who was it? Who attempted? One was horrible and one got it. Then we. We guessed uh, yourself and Aaron Cruden. Yeah! <laughs> Mine was horrible, mate. Oh, I don't even know what I was thinking, but I thought my poo didn't stink, so I had a go, and All it right. was terrible. We've got uh, we've got one it. minute now to, before we crash through <laughs> okay. the news. Here we go, mate. What happened in the very first play of the game to take it home? Um, 
one of the boys received the kickoff. <laughs> Pretty good no. answer, but <laughs> it's a good answer. No, David, David, what happened in the very first play of the game? Um, did Quake Cooper kick it out in the full? Yes, <laughs> yes, David. <laughs> How good! Well done. Well good. Well done, bud. Well done, man. Thanks for joining us. That was a toughie. That was a toughie, but it's themed 2011. So thanks very much, bud. Spin it, Wisey. See you later. Well, lucky there's no Trudy's today because Trudy's world has been sucked up by this quiz off to the break before we get back with the news with Kaz. Well, that was an all-time edition of Quizzy Dag. It was a very, very, very special edition because um, as it was about a drop goal that no one remembers. Wonder why. <laughs> No, I remembers it because it was a horrible drop kick, mate. Oh, so Aaron Cruden's nailed this one straight down the middle, and I'm like, mate, is it? If you could do it, I could do it. I'm like, pal, hit me, mate. We're in the 22, you know. <laughs> I'm just full of confidence. I'm like, pal, hit me. Pity Weepoo hit me. Bang, hits me, and I've absolutely hit this dead duck, and it's landed, uh, it's probably gone about 15 metres to the right of me, straight, and then James O'Connor's caught it on the full, and he's pumped it down to our 22. So I've gone from all the glory and I've had to run my big bum back down the 22 and relieve the pressure and all oh, the boys are fuming. Brad, Thorne and co. They weren't happy, mate. <laughs> it's just, I just love the idea of like a 21-year-old Izzy Dagger, whoever old you were, hit me! I'm in the pocket! <laughs> hit me, pity! And it's just so ambitious, but I love it. I love it. We're coming up to the news with Kaz right now. It's time for a McCafe coffee, but here's the news with Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Friday, the 15th of October. It is Friday, yeah. So good, I love a Friday. It's just after 7 o'clock on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is in the UAE, he is preparing for a final. We're going to cross over to Dooley just in a second to talk all things that final. Flem V Baz. Oh, doesn't get any better than that. But coming up on the show, special day, special moment for the uh, Herman Watfano as Talia cracked the Football Fern squad as they take on Canada in a couple of days time. So we're going to cross over to Talia in the next uh, hour and have we chat to Louis's younger sister. Great guns. Great moment for the Herman Watfano. And then we're going to cross over to the Waikato Stud Racing and we're going to talk to Andrew Forsman and he's going to talk to us about the Chosen One. Chosen One raced on the weekend. Went great guns. And great guns come home from last to just lose to Delphi. And well, the chosen one, it's a good horse, it's got a big couple of races coming up. So, we're going to chat to Andrew Forsman out of there, and then we're going to chat to my mate Corey Jane after the eight o'clock hour, just talking about those wee moments. That quizzy dag that stumped everyone. Corey Jane went great guns in that semi final, man of the match. But anyway, before then, we've got a crossover. To the UAE, outside of World Cups, it's become the biggest tournament in town, certainly from a financial point of view. The IPL is a beast that generates genuine hype and excitement, especially when you have countrymen involved and achieving. Simon Dooley has established himself as one of the leading voices in world cricket, and he's had a front row seat to see Stephen Fleming and Baz McCullum coach their sides through to the IPL final in two very different fashions. Dooley is with us this morning. G'day Dooley. Izzy, how are you buddy? 
I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you going? Yeah, all right. Thank you. All right. Just uh, sort of, we're, we're having a, a, a pre-final get-together in uh, Sonny Gaviscar's room with the uh, the whiskey and the wine are out. And we're just sort of chatting all things IPL, getting ourselves primed and ready for uh, for tomorrow night. Mate. Lubing, the, lubing the vocal cords up, uh, uh, Izzy, and, and getting ready. <laughs> oh, it's the only way to do it, mate. How's this whole experience been for you? Like, Obviously, going from India, you've been over in the Caribbean. Now you're in the UAE. How how's the whole IPO experience? It's been a it's been a bit of a cracker, isn't it? Yeah, it has been. Look, it's um it's just the, the sort of the norm now for us is these bubbles, this isolation stuff. Um, we're only getting in the car to go to the ground, and then we're straight back to the hotel. Hotels are all cordoned off um, from from any of the outside public. Um, you know, we've got our own sort of gym areas, our own little. Um, meeting rooms or, or function rooms if we want to uh, to get together and we've got pool tables and table tennis tables and foosball and all that sort of stuff coffee machine set up so look it's um oh, it's just mate. life as we know it now it's it's <laughs> not really, doing it tough, it's are really you? normal mate <laughs> no well it's look it's it, it, the hardest thing is not being able to get outside and i mean i, I think that's what yeah some new zealanders are, are found in the you know in the lockdown sort of situations as well haven't they when when you can't go out and you can't leave your home and the only time you do is to go to work and then you know so there's none of that but i mean at the end of the day mate i've still got a job and um and it's one of the best jobs yeah. in the world and we get to uh, we get to sort of watch some pretty good cricket so look if, if i was complaining i'd be um you know i'd be in the wrong game mate because it's as i say there's so many people that have done it tough um through covid through the last year and a half two years there's a lot a lot of people have done a lot tougher than i have so i've got nothing to complain about yeah, great words, Dooley. And I, look, I'm taking a moment to feel for Izzy because his co-host Baz is shot off to make billions in, in the IPL. <laughs> You're sitting in a room with Sunil Gavaskar and Izzy's just got me sitting here looking back down at the line. It's, it's, it's slightly different company, isn't it? <laughs> oh, hey, don't put yourself down, Louis. I mean, you, you are the brother of a, of a, you know, of a, of a football fan. Yeah, that's now. right, yeah. You know, I mean, hey, don't, don't, you've got to lift your station a little bit higher, brother. <laughs> Thanks, totally appreciate that, mate. It's great to be in company with greatness, that's all I can say. Hey, um, talk to us about Baz's Night Riders. When this competition restarted, what was the situation? Was it dire, and, and did anyone think that they could resurrect their season like this? Oh, I don't think so. Um, you know, we, we all know Baz well enough to, to know what the team talk would have been. And we've seen the social media stuff. But even knowing him personally, it would have been exactly that. It would have been, you know, boys, what if? You know, just, just think about the legacy that you could create if you do this. Not, not necessarily if you win it, but if we can make those playoffs, if we can make that final. Just think about how good that will feel. Think about what that will do for you. Not for me, not for anyone else. You know, look in the mirror and think about what it'll do for you. And, and, and coaching at this level, and as you know so well, mate, I mean, coaching at the top level, it's not about teaching a bloke to pass left and right or teaching a bloke to tackle. Yeah. If you don't know how to play a cover drive or bowl a ball in the block hole or bowl an outswinger or an inswinger, uh, you know, at this stage of your career, there's something wrong. This is not about coaching. This is purely and simply about man management and getting the best out of your players and understanding what makes Izzy Dag tick, what makes, uh, you know, a, a, a player in the Kolkata Knight Riders tick, what makes Lockie Ferguson tick, you know, what makes Venkatesh Iyer tick. That, that's all it is. That, that's what it's about. How do I yep. get the best out of these blokes? How do I give them the tools to make them walk out onto that park and say, you know, I, I can do this. 
I can, you know, he, he's told me I can do this. And, and so you go out there and you express yourself. Because if you're, if you're having to coach at this level, you're kind of in the wrong game. You will tinker with things. You'll, you know, there'll be some questions. I'm sure you've, you've gone to a coach in the past and said, you know, I'm just, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? Yep, absolutely. I can help you with that. But 95% of it is man management, learning your players, understanding what it takes to get the best out of them. And he has done exactly that. They're seven from nine in the UAE. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm stoked because at the start of the IPL, and we're going back to April, I mm. said they would win it. I, said oh. that, I, I picked Kolkata to win the comp. And I've got a couple of mates wow. with some reasonable money on them to win the comp <laughs> tomorrow. Now, now they're not going to blame me if they lose, but they are going to say, at the time, the eights that are now twos look pretty good. What about the 32s that we missed in the middle? <laughs> well, that was the key. The 32s in the middle, if you, if you, had, any, you, know, if you had any sort of foresight, you might have got the 32s in the middle. But I don't know that anyone would have been too too keen on that at the time and you know it took one one change of personnel really i mean venkateshire is the only guy that's really changed on that side obviously pat cummins going and Lockie ferguson having more of a role but i mean they've done it without andre russell um mm. and it's just a team that has gelled together they've done it without a captain scoring runs who's been a brilliant captain but i mean as far as contributions with runs on the board there's been nil from him um, you know, Dinesh Kartik hasn't had the best of times in the second half. It's been, um, yeah, it's been a very interesting way of going about it. They've done it with some young kids and some, you know, and some experienced internationals. And, and who are the players that really stood out? From watching from afar, Vinkatesh uh, Ayer, he has been outstanding from the get-go. He's shown some aggressive batting, which is never fear the air. That's, that's led from the from the um, coach himself. Mate. Have you been, who else has been impressing you with the Calcutta Knight Riders? Um, Varun chakravarti has been brilliant. So in the nine games that they have played in the UAE, Chakravarti has not conceded more than 26 runs in any spell of four overs, which is just, yeah. in this game, that is next-level brilliance. So he has been one 18 of the standouts for me. Yep. And, and hasn't conceded more than 26 runs in any spell of four overs. Now, over nine games, that's just, that is next level, mate. I mean, you've you, you got, you got a banker like that in your side, great. Narayan has stood up with the ball more so. Um, so in Narayan in this, this back half, he stood up more with the ball. Shubman, Gill, and Venkatesh, oh, that, that combination at the top has been brilliant. And then they've just had little cameos from... You know, my mate last night, Rahul Tripathi, come to the Tripathi. Um, you know, he was brilliant last night. Um, oh. and, and, you know, and, and every now and then it's been a Nitish Rana. Lockie's been outstanding. I mean, he has been possibly the quick bowler um, of the second half. Um, and I know you'll, I, I won't put Harshal Patel in the quick bowling category. He's got 32 wickets in the tournament, but he's more of an off-pace bowler. But Lockie has been the quick bowler of the second half yeah. of the tournament. Um, Shiva Marvi, the young kid, has been really good. So they've just had contributions all across the park at different times, um, you know, to win them games. So what about Flemo on the other side um, then, Dooley? Just the model of consistency, the calm, steady hand, right? It's just fast experience. It's, it's just the experience of that um, Chennai Super King side. And, you know, uh, again, Dhoni finished the game off the other night when he had to. He came in ahead of Ravi Jadeja, which was just, uh, it was a shock to me. I was commentating, and I said it at the time. I said, I can't believe he's come out now ahead of Jadeja 
but now he has come out. He's got to win the game for them, and he went ahead and did it. Um, but they have got the experience of you know of a Fuff Duplessis, Raidu, who's played hundreds and hundreds of games, Doni, Jadeja. Um, these guys have played a lot of cricket. Deepak Chaha. Um, so th- they've just got that that wealth of experience, um, which sometimes going into finals certainly helps. But the the one thing about Kolkata is that they've only been to two finals and they've won them both. So they don't have any experience in losing a final. They won it in 12, they won it in 14, and they're the only two finals they've been to. This is Chennai's ninth time in the, in the IPL final, which in itself is, a, is an unbelievable record. It kind of, it, it, you know, it says to Stephen Fleming, you've got a job for life. Um, to me, he, he bows out of coaching Chennai when he wants to bow out. He doesn't, there's no successor to Stephen Fleming. He's coaching that team for life if he wants to. On, on a very good wicket. And, and that's because of his relationship with Dhoni, his relationship with the franchise, and just his calm nature and, and, and his sort of ability to get, again, the best out of players. Yeah, I love that. I've been able to spend a few times with with Flem on the on the fairways, mate, and he's just so calm. And like <laughs> you say, he's got a real understanding. Yeah. He says some pretty amazing... Like, yeah, out the out the gate kind of comments on the on the field. He gets real deep, and I'm like, mate, we've just started yeah. golf. Don't get so deep early. But he's so he's trying good. to get like, early. Like, the, he's trying to get early. It's the like, only way he can beat hole, me, mate. It's the only way he can beat it, me. Um, he, tries to, he tries to make you overthink maybe your golf game or sports <laughs> philosophy, and and that's how that's the only way he can win because he's got that ugly sort of over the top in and out swing that those <laughs> filthy little high cuts. And they just no. I mean, he should play golf left-handed. He was such an elegant left-hander, but trying to watch him play right-handed, it just it just does my head in. Yeah. Oh, mate, cohesion's his favourite word. He uses that all the time. It's big, been a pretty important big part of his success. Let's talk about this final, mate. How do you see this final playing out? Oh, look. The, the, the sad thing, fellas, is when we were in um, in Sharjah last night, is the dew just had a bit of a, an effect on the game. Yeah. Um, what we've noticed now is uh, as the temperature cools at night, obviously the dew it takes more effect. And And I just don't mm. want this to be a final that you win the toss and you bowl first and you win the game. And and it, it, I hope it's not like that. I hope the, um, you know, I hope the sort of the umpires have a bit more common sense and just start throwing sort of used balls out about the 10th, 12th, 14th, 15th, 16th over just to make it a fairly yeah. even contest. It's the best wicket. Um, I think Toby at that, um, the, the Dubai Stadium's done a great job in the last couple of games in particular to, to produce that those 170, 180 type surfaces. So it's not going to be a Sharjah type pitch, which is low and slow and pretty average. Um, so you're going to be seeing, I think, the best, the best batting side and the best stroke yeah. makers win. Now, for me, um, Chennai have got a few guys out of form. And I think if if Ayer, um, Shubman, Gill, Tripathi, and Rana can can turn up again, just one more game, I can just see Kolkata having a little bit of an edge. I know Chennai are smart, they're wily, they're old, they're, they're experienced, but I just see Kolkata having a little bit of an edge if it's a very even contest as far as the wet ball or the dew factor is concerned. So, so you're saying the weather plays a big part. You're saying the the team that bats second's got all uh, that's 
they'll yeah. have to rubber the yeah. rubber the ball at the moment. It so does. what happened yesterday? So what, what when, happens when they had ten from tw- they needed ten from twenty, <laughs> and they still just limped over the line. So what happened there? That was that just batting errors or, or things like that? Just a bit of yeah. pressure, or was it the was it the yeah? Condition? There was pressure. There was pressure. There was batting errors. There's some very good bowling, um, but you just expect them to get across the line comfortably. They were what were they? 123 for two with four overs to go. So they needed 13 of four overs. And then one yeah. with a six off the second to last ball. It was crazy, crazy yeah. stuff. Guys just guys <laughs> just playing shots that they shouldn't have played. Um, yeah. So, you know, they, they limped across the line in a game that they should always have won very comfortably. But what, I, what I'd say about the dew and the ball in the second innings, with that surface, it was just a sticky, horrible pitch and charger. And, and Dubai won't yeah. be like that. It'll just skid on quite nicely in the second innings. Um, and when it gets a bit damp, it's just easier to play. And that's why teams, whoever wins the toss tomorrow, I can guarantee you will bowl first. Um, and they will yeah. prefer to chase. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much for those insights, Dooley, mate. We really appreciate it. Whoever wins anyway, I'm going to be drinking out of the IPL trophy on the fairways here in Christchurch. <laughs> I can't wait, mate. So uh, exactly. thanks very much. Kiwi, we look forward kiwi, to seeing you soon, kiwi, bud. no matter what, eh? Yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah mate. Thanks, boys. Kiwi, 100%. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Dooley. Thank you, mate. Legend. He's doing a great job as well. We should actually give, like, Baz, Flem, yep, yeah. yeah, they'll leading away on the fairways, but also on the field, but um, in the box. There's no one you'd rather have calling a game than Dooley at the moment. He is in unreal form, and he's got the World Cup coming up after this, and plenty more. All right, well, we're going to move on. Another guest coming up shortly. Uh, she is my little sister. Bit weird, strange, very strange feeling. Proud, a little bit nervous that she doesn't answer the phone and she lets everyone down, and I have to give her a spray after the show. But we'll see if she does. <laughs> it is 19 minutes past 7 o'clock. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 24 minutes past seven. How great to hear yesterday's scenes and to talk to Simon Dool about the IPL final. Double eight, double three. Send us a message of support for Baz and we will pass it on to our skip. He's your skip too, remember? So send us a message. Do you wish him well? If your team phlegm, bugger off. But um, oh no, you can stay as well, actually. But uh, send us a message of support to uh, Baz McCullum and we will pass it on. Double eight, double three. Even give us a call. 0800 150 811. But from cricket to football, is he? Mate, special time on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show. And Louis Herman Watt, he's a big part of the show as well, mate. Special time for the Herman Watt Fano. This week we saw the All Whites play two rare away games and get two wins. And well, yesterday the Football Ferns named their squad to take on the Olympic champions Canadians. In two matches later this month, the squad is littered with international-based talent, including one familiar name to us here at the Baz and Izzy for breakfast Talia Herman Watt, Louis' little sister, and she is with us now from Arizona State University. Good morning, Talia, or g'day, I know it's probably afternoon over there. Good morning, how are you? I'm good, mate, congratulations, awesome news, how are, how are you feeling? I'm pretty overwhelmed at the moment, but I'm super stoked for the opportunity, and I'm going to learn so much, but yeah, I'm just super surprised but um, overwhelmed with all the support and messages at the moment but yeah oh it's a special time for the Herman Watt family mum and dad did you were you expecting it was it on the radar for you um yes and no obviously coming to America is like kind of a hit or miss with um, New Zealand football you don't know if you're gonna um, be seen or like go off the radar obviously but I think 
with a new coach. She's looking for younger players and obviously international players versing like the top league in America. I think that's good for the team. And yeah, so mm. you said no, but I'm super, super stoked for the opportunity. Yeah. Hey, bro. Hi, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Are you always this polite, or are you just putting it on because you're on the radio and Mum's listening? I'm, I'm actually real. I'm actually really polite. I got voted into the culture group today for my team. <laughs> no <Just saying>. way. <laughs> <laughs> culture group. Wow, that must be that least. Yeah, bro. That, that... I'm I'm getting up there in my team at the moment. <laughs> what popularity? Are you are you the popular girl in the team? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty popular. Not gonna lie. <laughs> How about you? Well, more, more popular than you were at Leithfield Primary School, mate. You're still a bit of a dweeb. Don't worry. Bro, I was the most popular. <laughs> yeah, bossy, maybe. <laughs> anyway, we can't squabble. Hey, it's 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 a pretty cool time for all of us. How how proud do you reckon mum, mum is and Michael as well? I think they're pretty proud. Um, I'm definitely winning in the sibling rankings now, I think. Not going to lie, but... <laughs> yeah, you are. You are, 100%. <laughs> no, we're we're all doing really well, but yeah, I'm super super stoked for this opportunity. Hey, what what was it like growing up with Louis? Tell us a wee story. Growing up with Louis, what was he like? The older brother, um, yeah. Tell us tell us a few stories. Grow him under. Don't the lie. Now. A lot of abuse. <laughs> 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 no, we had a lot of fun, a lot of banter. Um, no, he's the reason why I started playing soccer. Not gonna lie. I, both of our parents are musicians, so I could have gone down that path, but I just wanted to be in the backyard with Louis, so he would just kick balls at my head, <laughs> and I had no choice, really, so, what? no, no, he's a big part of this um, journey, so I'm super grateful for him. Hey, um, tell us about your, you, you ventured over to the United States, and, uh, You've gone to Arizona State University. Tell us about that, mate, the experiences you've had over in the United States and the journey, and, and tell us about it. So I couldn't go home over the summertime, so I actually caught up with family over here. Um, Louis' girlfriend's family live in Iowa, so I got to travel oh. there and be with their family. It was really lovely. Then I went to Colorado to see my best friend, Charlotte Whitaker, she plays for um, Boulder there, so I got to travel there as well. So, yeah, I'm getting a lot of um, experience over here traveling. But also the study here is really good. We just um, got in-person classes this semester, so I get to actually go and meet new people. And, um, yeah, it's super fun because the first semester we had just online classes, which was really tough, not going to lie, like only being indoors and only training. It was really tough. So, now this semester I actually get to meet people, so that's really nice. Yeah, and you are a people person, aren't you, Tal? So it's really cool. And, yes. Um, like, no matter whether you get on the field or not, I mean, being selected in the, the national side, the senior side, it was a bit out of the blue for us back here. So we're so proud of you. And we should shout out Soraya as well. Eh? We've got a younger sister who just thinks we are just <laughs> lunatics, eh? She just, she, she's put together and she just yeah. thinks we're crazy. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty, she's more onto it than both of us to be honest so yeah big shout out to Soraya she's she's uh doing really well with her chefing at the vineyard so yeah I'm really proud of her really proud of all of us
Yeah, good stuff. All right. Hey, oh. thanks for that. You've been so nice. Hey. I was worried about this. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, hey, well, thanks, Talia. Person, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Talia, like, Louis is extremely proud. Before At the start of the show, you could, I could just hear it in his voice. He's uh, really proud of his younger sister, and we are here on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. And we hope you get on, and if you do, go well. And we'll, we'll be watching with interest. Thank thanks so much so for joining much. us. All right, thanks, guys. Awesome. No worries. Gee, it was all Louis, eh? It was all just a <laughs> that bit. It was good, mate. That was, that was good. No, like she's, she's lovely, and and we got to celebrate family success on the show, mate. And you're, you know, you're a big part of the show, and your family will be very, very proud. You know, not everyone gets to represent their country, and she's doing that, and she's done, she's about to do that. So awesome work, mate. Yeah, and yesterday, well, the day yesterday morning, the last time I will ever be at the top of the sibling power rankings. So I better get used to. <laughs> Being at the bottom of the pile now. Double eight, double three. Let us know your wish, well wishes from Baz. There's a couple coming in here. He's off in the IPL final tomorrow morning. We can't wait. He's taking on Flemo. Come on, surely we're Team Calcutta for the morning and uh, for the tournament. So send us your well wishes because we will get them to him and he'll be so- Damo. Damo, you've been quiet recently. We want you. Baz has specifically asked for you to come in and give him a... He wants you to say something, whether it's good or bad. We want to hear from you, Damo. So flick us a message, double eight, double three. Right now, it is 29 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Andrew Forsman is not far away doing a Waikato stud racing slot. He's the trainer of uh, the chosen one. But right now, it's Karen with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven minutes away from eight o'clock this morning, which is Friday. Izzy, we've made it. It's Friday, yes, boy. It's the best day yeah, of it is the week. Friday, oh, I love Friday, mate. I love Friday, and it's so good, mate. Love it. Are you gonna um? Are you gonna just carry on with the early wake ups and get up tomorrow at three a.m. for the IPL final? Um, I'll potentially get up early tomorrow because my kids and wife come home tonight. They get home pretty late, so I'll be keen to just get up and. Uh, Spend the morning with the kitties, so yeah, I'll probably be up, mate, up and about, and then I'll have a wee sleeping on Sunday. Yeah, bang on, mate. I think I'll be up too. Um, the choice is flooring pole time. Uh, now, I've been thinking long and hard about this, but I just decided that today we should just make this simple. I usually ask for what's the best thing coming up this weekend. The choice is flooring's Floors for Living catalogue is out now. I just want to know who's going to win the IPL final. IPL aficionados and experts out there. We've got Flem and Chennai versus Baz and Kolkata. I mean, these guys are two pillars of New Zealand cricket. Um, bucket hands at first slip, old Flem skippering the side. And, and you talk to Baz about what he did for him, mentored him and really taught him pretty much everything he knows about leadership. And then we've got our skip Baz here who, well... Getting it from Dooley, it kind of sounded like this is Dare to Dream 2.0. So we all remember the 2015 World Cup where Baz was just empowering his team with, hey, what if? Why don't we just play with freedom and imagine if it comes off? And it kind of sounds like that is what's happening with the Kolkata Knight Riders. So you've got MS Dhoni, the establishment, versus Baz and this team that's throwing caution to the wind and never fear the air. For me, this sets up to be one of the perfect sporting finals and pinnacles probably of the year, really. So who wins? Calcutta or Chennai? Go to the Baz and Izzy for breakfast Twitter page. You also see a great photo of Izzy flying about to offload the ball. We'll talk about that after eight. But go to the Baz and Izzy for breakfast Twitter page and vote in our Choices Flooring poll. Or double eight double three. let us know. I'm sure there's plenty of experts out there. Chennai or Calcutta? Izzy, yours? Oh, Calcutta, mate. 
KKR, the Mighty Nighties. Definitely, Mighty Nighties. I love listening to Dooley. He would have been a great coach if he got into the coaching round, but no, he's the voice of cricket at the moment. He's doing a very good job at it. But I love what he said about the boys, uh, the lads saying when they're coaching. Like, uh, when you're at that level, when you're playing uh, professional cricket, professional sport, whatever, they like you're in that, and, and Dooley touched on it, if they can't play a cover driver, they can't bowl a Yorker, well, they probably shouldn't even be there. So when you're at that level, 90% of the game is mental. 90% of the game is mental. The guys that can mentally switch on, go to that neck level, go to that dark place where not many people can go, those are the ones that become great and actually can deal with that pressure. So I loved how he touched on that. And then having man management, like knowing Flem and, and having a bit of, spend a top bit of time with our skip bears here, like their ability to, to connect with people and get an understanding of what makes them tick. And that's why Razor is very, very good. Razor has that ability to connect with all different players. He understands what those players need, how they need to be spoken to, how they learn. Like a lot of things, uh, a lot of players out there actually learn differently. Like there's a kinesthetic kind of learner, and I'm a mm. kinesthetic learner. I need to go out and actually, uh, you know, do it. I actually need to run those running lines. I actually need to. Uh, run those little pitches that we're trying to achieve. That's that's how I learn. And a lot of guys are different. They learn by writing on the wall, by uh, seeing it in a video or things like that. So it's the great coaches are the ones that understand how different players learn. And uh, those guys have got it all in bucket loads. So, um, mate, I'm going for KKR on Saturday. It's going to be uh, a win to them. And our skip's going to come back with full pockets and uh, looking forward to having him home, mate. And he'll be puffing his chest out more than he usually does, and fair enough too. Hey, uh, quickly, we've got about a minute here before we need to get off and get back with Andrew Forsman. Dino has called in. Dino, you want to talk East Coast versus Martin Nonu, and he is playing for the East Coast, so he's on the bench. Hopefully he gets a game. What do you make of it all, mate? Well, this is just what I said yesterday. Like, If you can't sell East Coast Buller, I've never watched a third or second division game of rugby. Like, I just enjoy the, the top top stuff, and I'm not being disrespectful, but how about I'm going to watch this? Like the, you're yeah. talking about Razor Robertson helping. What are they, those two guys, Jose Gere and Martin Nanu for East Coast? The, the, they won't have enough blue paint to paint the horses. <laughs> you're right, mate. You're right. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page with you, Dino. I'm all for it. I think it's great for the game and just seeing the young kids and it's their club day. It's their club day. So you're right, mate. And, and imagine the players, like the players that have watched these guys. They've watched these guys running around for the All Blacks and then they get to you know, sit next to them in the changing room with horses running through the middle of the town. It's going to be great. Oh, totally. I was lucky enough in my day. I could watch Pokeri and McKechnie at Rugby Park in Vicargo, you know. I'm sick of this COVID stuff on the TV all the time. Put that game of rugby on the bloody news. Don't worry about it. Like, or get the vaccine <laughs> people to that game. And Dino, all the, all the boys, give them a jab. Dino, do you reckon they should take the the uh, vaxathon to the uh, rural Victoria? Go to the East Coast game. Go do it. Take the set there. Mike McRoberts hosting it live from Heartland Rugby. That'd go good, wouldn't it? Totally. Vaccinate the bloody horses as well. Like, 
get stuck in there. Like, use your brain, man. Beautiful. There's going to be a huge crowd there. <laughs> Dino, love it. Love you. Love your passion every morning, mate. Good stuff. The Ken Artire phone line is there. 0800 150 811. Be more like Dino. Give us a call. Martin Anona on the East Coast. What do you make of it all? Do you want to wish Bears well? Because um, I certainly do, and he is going to go well no matter what. Darren's sent through a text for Andrew Forsman, so we better get off. We'll be back with our Waikato Stud Racing preview. Andrew Forsman, trainer of the chosen one, up after this. We are 16 minutes away from 8 o'clock, and there's a text that's come through I've got to read. Jeez, lads, a bit rich preaching for the skip to win the IPL title and then play Flemo's dulcet tones trying to sell me a bloody jiu-jitsu. Up the KKR. Here's the thing. You can do both, mate. You didn't leave a name. You can go buy a Fujitsu and feel good about that excellent product, but then you can also support KKR. So you, you can have the best, the best of... Love it. You can have the best of both worlds there. Anyway, it is quarter to eight o'clock. Bears and Izzy are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Anthony Van Dyke below the 200, the chosen one grabbed by Very Elegant and Anthony Van Dyke, Very Elegant and Anthony Van Dyke, it's all class, Very Elegant a neck in front and the mare won it, Very Elegant beat Anthony Van Dyke, the chosen one. Yeah, the chosen one, I mean Very Elegant, she's the wonder mare isn't she, but how cool was it last year, at odds to see the chosen one hanging and placing in a Caulfield Cup to go on to loom up to win the Melbourne Cup, co-trainer is Andrew Forsman, we've got Andrew on the line this morning, morning Andrew. Morning, boys. All right? Yeah, fired up. Will you be getting up? Well, you're up early anyway. You'll watch the IPL final tomorrow? Yeah, we'll be watching that. We'll be in the trainer's hut. Have it on the have it on the laptop here. It'll be great. Who do you back in? Flem or, or the Skip Baz? Oh, it's got to be Baz's team, surely. Yeah, bang on. <laughs> you got it. You got it he's right. On, he's on fire. He is on fire. Hey, um, the chosen one, talk to us about this guy because he's He's been around for a while now, and he just seems to level up and level up. What would he be? Six year old? He's still a stallion. Is is he a, a real kind of uh, a pin up horse for you, you and Murray? There, you guys have got a real, really proud of him. What he's been able to do in the last few years? Yeah, absolutely. He's been great for the the profile of our stable, obviously, and he's competed in Melbourne and Sydney at the highest level over a number of years now. So it's not easy to do, and he seems to just turn up and and put in his best every time, and he, he'll always, you know, go well, you know, provided things are, are run to suit. But, you know, he's a very genuine horse for an older stallion, and he's in great form at the moment. Mate, well, what's the perfect race come Saturday for the Caulfield? I was watching that race last weekend when it flew home from last to get second place. So was that an ideal position for the chosen one, or would you like it a bit more around centre, front, to fly home a bit late in that Caulfield? What's the, what's the plan going Saturday? Yeah, that's it. That's what he needs. Is so that's his better barrier draw this on Saturday helps him a little bit. So he won't have to get too far back because in a, a field of eighteen, you can't give those horses such a big start and think you're just going to round them up. Um, so you want to be sort of midfield, just one off the fence somewhere. And the race will be run at a very steady tempo. That's the great thing. So it should just spread the field out. Hopefully, you can just get the slot in perfectly and get a good drag into it and not be spotting them too much of a start turning for home. When you've got a guy like Damien Lane on, um, how much do you kind of just leave it to him? He's won a Caulfield Cup, obviously, in recent years. How much do you just kind of leave it to him to work out while he's out there? Yeah, pretty much leave it up to him now because he knows the horse. We don't need... He knows exactly how we think and how we, we think he needs to be ridden. And he he's on the same wavelength there and he knows the horse as well as anyone. So we're very lucky in that respect to have him. 
Do you think um, with the chosen one, a year older? I mean, this is his third tilt at a Caulfield Cup, is it, Andrew? Uh, yeah, it is. Yep. 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 And he's obviously just he's developing all the time. But um, yeah, I, I feel like, or we think that he's going as good as he ever has. Yeah, and well, look, his performances are kind of rating up to that, aren't they? Well, especially with that weight last week, I didn't really expect him to flash home the way he did chasing Delphi. So what's the theory racing him the week before the Caulfield Cup? Is he a horse that just needs to be rock-hard fit? or? Yeah, I think it is. It's just getting that extra run into him. We had to work out whether we ran the week before and gave him a two-week gap, but we thought he was probably going to place having a run over the 2,400. He, you know, He's had a lot of racing now. He handles it all well enough. But we, we had confidence he'd bounce through it well. It's a path we've used before, and it seems to have worked for him. Hey, mate, we've got a text message to come through. It's from Darren uh, Darren here. I've got to ask you, can you ask Andrew about Aegon? Ripper of a trail this week. All systems go again after a wee setback? Yeah, so he trialled um, uh, yesterday. Went really well. Had a good hit out. Pulled up well. That was the main thing, so we can't really fault him. Yep. So we just take him back to Sydney now, Sunday week, and you're running the Golden Eagle two weeks' time this Saturday. I know you have been. Mm. I've asked you this before, um, Andrew. And I don't, I'm not questioning you. I'll never question you. But um, I wondered about the track conditions and whether some sting out would be good. And last time you said you're not really too bothered, but are you still on that wavelength? Or do you think maybe a bit of sting out of it at, um, at the Golden Eagle? Where's that? Rose Hill? Uh, Randwick. That, yeah, Rose Hill. Rose Hill. Rose Hill. That yeah. could help a little bit? It probably helps him because it probably slows some of the others up a little bit and he skips through it okay. So, yeah, in that respect, it does help him. Um, but he, he ran a good race in the Menzie on a firm track. Um, if, he, if he had a little bit more luck or drew a bit of a bit better barrier that day, he would have been right in the finish, I'm sure of it. So if he gets the conditions to suit, gets a good draw, um, we feel that he's going to be a very competitive shot at a $7.5 million race. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's kind of that IPL money, isn't it? It's not really. It's more like the the uh, yeah the Baz McCullum sort of wicket. Um, is the price speaking of money? The price around the chosen one, you could get him at decent odds when he before this week. But on the New Zealand TAB now, tens and just a smidge over threes. Is that is that fair? I mean, there's a genuine chance. Of course, he is. Is that about right? Yeah, I think that is probably about right. I think, I don't know what they'll do with the favourite. That'll be interesting. He, he'll either shorten people or just put all their money on and say he's just a freak. He's the best horse in the race and he's going to keep winning, which could easily be the case. We hope it isn't. But um, if that, you know, people pile onto him, um, you might get better odds on the day. Yeah, I reckon there's a Quinn there. Uh, and I just, it's kind of like, incentivise has got to go close, but the draws. Hard to know. You assume, what do you think? Just, 20. Uh, what, 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 20. What, yeah, what do you think? Do you think he'll go roll forward? Incentivise? Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were tipping the quick thinker, the chosen one. <laughs> of course you, yeah, the quick someone, thinker. We got a text. We got a text as well. He said, ask Andrew about quick thinker. So give us a give us a spiel on quick thinker, mate. Yeah, poor old quick thinker. Um, <laughs> well, we're just, he's hoping for rain. He's on the he's on the float. He's about to arrive at Flemington. Um, he's come yeah. down from Sydney, and yeah, we're hoping that it just pours with rain tonight and tomorrow, and that that'll bring him right into the race if that happens. Yeah, shout out quick thinker. I hope he'll be upset. He'll be listening as well on the float. Yeah, um, yeah. Apologies, yeah. apologies, QT. Uh, but incentivise Andrew. Just your racing opinion. Do you think they'll roll forward on him? Yeah, they will. Yeah, from that's how he's raced, and he's 
certainly races well doing that, and there's no reason they'll change that tomorrow. Just um, hopefully he has to do a lot of work in doing so, and you know that sort of trips him up. But he looks a very, very good horse, and yeah, it could be interesting. He'll either put a gap in them, or he might just come back to the field tomorrow. It'll be a great watch anyway. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, and I, I completely agree. I hope they make him work, because I think that'll be fascinating to see how tough he is, because he seems to, seems to just keep finding through the line every single start. So if he has to use some gas, I think the way that the race has been drawn probably makes it for a racing purist, one of the best watches, and then we've got the Everest tomorrow as well. All the best to you, mate. You've got a team in here at New Zealand. I'm sure we'll catch up, or we'll find out a bit more on the mail run as well. Well, all the best, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Perfect. Cheers, boys. No. Thanks, Andrew. Worries. Awesome. And do you know what the best thing about that is, Izzy? Yeah. That is a Waikato stud racing segment, and the chosen one is sired by Savabil. Waikato stud, home of champion sires Savabil and Ocean Park, plus Tavachi and so much more. So you can go to waikatostud.com, have a look at all the Australians. Shout out to Mark Chittick and the team down there in Matamata. We know who they're cheering home in the IPL final. Seven minutes away from eight o'clock. Keep your texts coming in for Baz. We will read out some more of those very soon here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 800 Come on, it's Friday. Give us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line. We'd love to hear from you. Izzy8833, we've got a couple of texts here. Go Team Bears, says Michael. Good to hear from you, Michael. We do. Regardless who wins the IPL final, NZ Cricket need to be seriously looking at getting Bears and Flem into the New Zealand setup. The amount of respect they have in both of their sides is off the charts. That is from Rob. Totally, totally agree, mate. Hopefully one day we can have these boys helping out young generation, maybe even the Black Caps, the White Ferns, whatever. We need them back in our game. And I think it might be on the cards. It might be on the cards. I don't know if New Zealand cricket be able to afford those too well. Cost them an arm and leg and a fujitsu. But anyway, <laughs> got another message here. <laughs> just want to say this. Hi, Louis. Just want to say it's been a pleasure listening to you while Baz is away. You're doing a great stellar job. And that is from Dino. And I agree, mate. You're doing an awesome job out there in the studio so keep up the great work and the lads in the back as well joe and kids so there you go we're, well done louis we are oh, thanks mate we're hanging tough we're doing our best um still not good enough to keep that one spot in the herman watt sibling power rankings is it <laughs> so thank, <laughs> thanks for that talia well done congratulations <laughs> on your football ferns oh football ferns Call up, good on you. Anyway, it is uh, coming up to 8 o'clock. <laughs> We're going to be back very shortly with Corey Jane. It's 10 years ago, 10 years tomorrow to the day of that semi-final. Right now it's the news with Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for, oh, for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Friday the 15th of October and it's just after 8 o'clock in the morning. Here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Today it is the 15th of October and it is a special day for one of our listeners. Izzy is a four-year-old daughter of Goose and it is her birthday. So I want to wish her a happy birthday. I hope you have an amazing day and Dad spoils you with love and laughter throughout the day. Have a great day, little Izzy. Uh, thanks for tuning in, young, young sweetheart. Um, anyway, coming up on the show... Coming up on the show, we've got a good show for you today. We're going to talk to Corey Jane in a minute. And then after that, we've got a Friday tipple. We're going to cheers all our guests. We're going to cheers the week. So if you've got something you want to cheers, make sure you give us a text on double eight double three. It's been an awesome week bringing you sport to the airways. Great guests, drummy, 
Talia Herman Watt after a special, special day and just chatting about all things. But if you've missed anything, we had Andrew Forsman, the chosen one. He is co-trainer of the chosen one. Chosen one races this weekend in the Caulfield Cup. It is a big, big race, $5.5 million stakes at, uh, for, up for grabs in that race. Well, Andrew Forsman gave us his wee little game plan, as they say, a little race plan for the chosen one. What is needed if it's going to beat the in, uh, horse incentivize, which has won five straight, so it's a good horse. But uh, if you missed that, make sure you head over to the app and download the Izzy Bears and Izzy for Breakfast podcast, and you'll catch all the podcasts throughout the week. We've had some great guests, like I've just said. But coming up right now, coming up right now, we've got a time for our McCafe coffee catch-up, and it is five past eight. Goes in the pocket for Cruden to put it high, giving chases Kahui. Cooper underneath it, bang to the ground. Dag up in the line, little show of the ball. Dag! In front, another one, fresh from the Olympics. Israel Dag is giving Australia nightmares. In the first five or so minutes of this game, three golden touches. That one of the best you'll ever see under pressure. Franks, Whitelock, Reed. Now Dag up from fullback. It's the footwork going. Israel Dag, brilliant stuff up to the 22. And the Wobble, Wallabies were able to stand their ground and has this one put the nail in the coffin. Still has. The fans go up. Bills lose though. Yeah, there you go. Good memories from that great match we had at Eden Park. My good mate, he was a big part of my career. He, uh, you know, helped me along my journey. He's a big part of the bomb squad back there for the All Blacks. Corey Jane, he played outstanding throughout the whole tournament, but particularly in that match, Will Guinea was putting up bombs left, right and centre, and CJ was eating them up all day, and uh Put on an absolute clinic performance, clinical performance, and got man of the match. My good mate there. So we're up. It's time for a McCafe coffee catch up with Corey Jane. Ten years tomorrow to the day, mate, since we played that game. Good morning, brother. Hey, bro. Um, I've known you for a while and we're good mates, but that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. So appreciate that. <laughs> oh, mate, I'll, I always say nice things about you when I'm talking. When I'm not with you, I always pump you up, mate. But when I'm around you, I feel yeah. like I need to get in early because, you know, you're very witted, you're very witty, yeah. and you come back pretty, yeah, come back pretty quick, mate. But, <laughs> oi, let's talk about this ten years. Have you have you thought about it last couple of days? Did you know it was coming around? No, I, I knew because I saw an article in the paper last week about our quarterfinal, and someone wrote mm. bringing up the story about. <laughs> Me and you blowing out, or you'd think it was just me, because again, you only had a little, little piece in there. Israel Dag was there too, and it was all me. So um, I had, to, I knew it was coming around because of that. So, 
Yeah. I want to say thank you for that, mate, because I said to you before that game, you have to carve up, and you did carve up. So thank you very much. You saved us from getting kicked out of the tournament from Wayne Smith. But let's talk about that week, mate. We're leading into the semi-final. What are your memories from that week and, and the game in particular? Oh, I knew we were, because um, Aussie and uh, Africa played each other. I knew we were excited to play Aussie and we wanted to play Aussie because um, we lost to them uh, in Brisbane that year um, in the Tri-Nations and they ended up winning it. So, um, you know, it was, it was kind of cool to get an opportunity to play them again um, in the World Cup and kind of right that wrong of losing that game in Brisbane and losing the Tri-Nations Cup to them. Um, I think the team was excited and, uh, you know, we were quite glad to play them. What about the leading up to that game, mate? Obviously, you just spoke about it before, being under pressure. I know for myself, I knew I only had to really put on a performance to reward the players and, and the country after what went on in that quarterfinal when we made a mistake. But what, what, what were you feeling like leading into that game? Were you, did you feel a wee bit of pressure or just said, nah, it's just another game, we're, we're all good? Well, to be honest with you, like, pressure is quite fun. Like, I, I enjoy mm. pressure when, it's, when you're playing against tough games or... Uh, you know, opponents that are real hard or individuals, that, that, that excites me. So I, I kind of enjoy that because it kind of fulfills the, you know, the competitiveness um, to go out there and obviously play well but not get embarrassed by uh, the opposition. So I don't mind the pressure too much. And obviously, it was a different pressure than the week before. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, that kind of that excites me, that kind of hard games, top games and kind of... I feel like I played my best when it's when it was like that. Well, what about the game, mate? I remember just standing next year. Will Guinea was putting them up. Digby Ioni was chasing everything, but you just ate it up, mate. You were just catching everything. I was just standing there in awe, watching my mate with a bleeding nose, cut on his eye, guard up, and just catching everything. What were your memories from that, bro? No, well, that's our our job. I mean, we uh, as the in the back three, and I mean the games were. Back then, it was a bit more kicking uh, than it was at the 2015 World Cup, and kicks are starting to come a little bit now as well. But our job, I know we spoke as we were called ourselves the bomb squad, and I think South Africa got some forwards that call them them now. Um, so they're part two, but you know we called ourselves <laughs> the bomb squad, me, you, and Cux, and and the rest of the back three. And you know our goal, our job was to catch 100% of the ball um, when it was kicked to us because. Uh, you know, if you if you can do that, then ideally teams stop kicking it to you, and um, you can put them under more pressure. But so that was my job to catch them. Um, I was lucky enough, you know, closed my eyes and jumped up there and managed to catch them all. Um, but it was it was a fun game. I broke my nose, like you said, uh, running the ball into Anthony Fainga, and he smoked me, and that cut my nose and broke it. But um, mate, it was a good game. I, I enjoyed it. It was kind of like, even though the score wasn't massive, we kind of beat them in every aspect of the game and um you know it was it was fun to be a part of do you uh, you've played over 50 tests for the all blacks mate do you think that was the most complete game that you've played for yourself uh playing a many many test matches if i th- if i look on the outside in i'd say that was your probably most complete game you've played oh i don't know if it was thing you know you have some uh big games that stand out and i think for me that that game stands out for me. Um, early on in that year, we played South Africa in Wellington, and and I was playing crap with the Hawks. Uh, well, not Hawks Bay. Um, I'm in close to Hawks Bay at the moment. Uh, 
like with the Hurricanes, and then um, you know when I was didn't think I was going to make the All Blacks, and then I played that game, the South African game, and uh, did well. So that game stands out, but this game does stand out just because um, you know how how big it was, you know, World Cup semi final, and and like I said, we we did beat them in most aspects of the game, and um, you know I happened to play okay too, and you know got man of the match, but um, you know, <laughs> that's a different story. I don't even know why I brought that up, um, but you know it was it was fun to. It was fun to be a part of Israel, so um, you know it did, it did stand out. Mate, I get asked about Wayne Smith all the time, and, and just you know, his ability to get the best out of players. And for us, I always remember the story when we'd be warming up for training every single day, and he'd come over and rip us to shreds. Can you tell him why he used to he used to rip us out before training? Yeah, because he thought that we would muck around and would drop a ball or anything like that. And, you know, it's warming up and you're not supposed to. You're supposed to be switched on. And I remember one time um, we didn't even drop a ball. Well, like, I know I didn't. You probably do because you muck around all the time. I but definitely he didn't. Came over, no, and he came over and absolutely lit us up. And he's like, he's mucking around. Balls are dropping everywhere. And we're looking at him and we're like, they haven't even dropped the ball. What are you talking about? But that's the way he did it. You know, he's, he's an intense man. I think... Um, that's why guys, I think, enjoyed playing with him, you know, especially when he did defence, because, um, you know, the intensity that he that he brings. And I remember a story. I was early on and I was playing wing, and I hadn't played it too much with the All Blacks, and we're in Eden Park, and <laughs> I got skinned down the edge by one of our other wingers because you know it was just a training run against each other. And T Bomb Ted was on the other side of the field, and he was like, "Smithy, sort that beeping winger out." And, uh, and then he had to walk over and everyone stopped and was just staring at me and I was just head down going, oh no, and Smithy took me away and did some training drills with me to, just it was embarrassing because everyone was watching, but um, yeah, good fun, eh? Good fun. Well, can you tell the story about when we were doing high balls and Steve comes over? Oh yeah, we're in, uh, great story. Um, we're in um, Argentina, eh? And we were doing a high ball practice. And, you know, there's, there's a couple other guys in the team that, you know, drop high balls and probably don't have a good technique. And I like to think that I'm not too bad in the air, um, you know, and, and my technique's all right. So we were jumping, doing high ball technique, and um, Shag just felt like he had to critique someone. So he came over to me, and he was like, Serge, I'm here. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, when you, when you jump, get your leg a little bit, you know, side on more and, uh, and push them away. And I was just like, oh, okay. Then and all the boys, there was Izzy, Jules, and he was just cracking up laughing at me because he was trying to critique me. And Jules almost spins around when he catches and Izzy's tongue's hanging out and he never said anything about him. But it was, <laughs> I don't know if he's caught a high ball in his life, but um, he tried to help me. I was, what was I, 32 by then, so... Old dog, new tricks. I wasn't going to oh. do anything else. Oh, man, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. We've got many, many memories, mate, but let's go back to this game. Richard Kahui, mate, how important was he to the to the bomb squad? Someone that played a lot at centre, and, and, you know, he gets thrown out there on the on the wing, on the left wing, and he goes extremely well, mate. What, what are your thoughts on Richie? No, I think, and I haven't actually played from in Japan when I went there too, but he is one of the most competitive people you you know so um yeah he kind of he, he's a natural talent like this for guys that have or people that have watched him play rugby they know that he's physical and he's a big tackler and he's quite a big human but 
He's got little talents. Like he, he's he's great at passing the ball both sides. He can kick off both feet. Like little things that you probably don't notice. And his game understanding um, just suited him being able to play centre, suited him out of being able to play wing. And you know, if we had a game plan where we were going to chase kicks all day, well, he was going to do that as well. So I just thought he was. You know, at the beginning of the campaign, everyone was Mills and you, and there was a couple other wingers and Toyava, and you know, we were all jamming around to see who was going to be the the number one um, starters, and then he just really took off, and he was that physical kind of workhorse on that side of the field, and then he had me on the other side, which was a little bit smaller, but you know, did my job, and we kind of looked after you in the middle because who knows what you were doing. Um, <laughs> you didn't really prep for games, you just off the cuff, so we had to kind of look after you. But I think it suited it, uh, our game quite well. Um, oh, and, you, know, you always got to have a little decent. stab, a little dark there. No, well, no, I've got well, a text well, it's here. True, it's true, mate. <laughs> it's not true, mate. Talk us through this. I've got a text from Brad. Talk us through your dreads, CJ. The dreads. Well. It was, this was in 2007, so it was a sex symbol. But, um, no, nah, it was just, oh, I had, uh, <laughs> I'd never had them before. I, and I'd seen people had them, and I thought, they look cool. And so I grew my hair and um, threw them in there. And I had them for about eight months. Um, I'm a big, I have baths every night. I love baths, sit in the baths 30, 40 minutes and just, you know, relax and take myself out of the world. But the problem with that is that your dreads get, absolutely soaked and then you go to bed and you wake up and your pillow's all smudged, uh, smudged and smells like a wet dog and um, so and then I keep thinking that I was like Ma'a Nunu or Tana Umanga and then I keep looking at the photos and they weren't that pretty so I cut them off um, <laughs> I made the right I made an executive decision uh, to get rid of them and uh, haven't looked back CJ, you're you're too good, mate. This is this is brilliant. I've got we've dug a couple of things out of the archives. We need to place here. So first of all, I don't know what it is about you and Izzy, but you guys love the this phrase "sex symbol." Have a listen to this. Oh, Izzy, I want to know what you're really about. So I'm asking you this question: What would you change about yourself? Well, first of all, CJ, I'm a sex symbol. I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> so that's that's on <laughs> online for everyone to see and watch and hear. That's Israel Dad calling himself a sex symbol. And then the other one, CJ, I need to ask you about. Do you remember this ball is cool off? Do, this ball, do, do you remember this part of the game um, in the semi final? Phases for the All Blacks. Now we go back, and it's Dag with the drop goal. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I don't remember that actually. What is he doing? A drop goal? Is he in the pocket screaming for it and he's shanked it? You, you, you explain, Izzy. What, how bad was that? Oh, I was in the pocket and Cruden obviously pumped one through the middle. I tried to have a crack. Because you remember when I carved you up in training, I pumped it down the middle from 50? You carved me up. <laughs> you remember, remember we had that drop kick comp? No, I don't remember, Israel. No, I don't. Oh, I've got the video proof. Yeah, I'll put it up. But say, anyway, I tried yeah, to Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I had the drop kick. I had the drop kick in that game, and I shanked it, mate. Anyway, anyway, that's enough of that. Oi, mate, I want to ask you quickly before we let you go. Ma'anonu playing for East Coast. What's your take on that? Have you thought about maybe lacing up the boots for Horofanua Kapiti, bro? No, I don't play rugby anymore. This old carcass is no good. <laughs> I can't run lateral. You should have seen. You seen my last three years playing rugby at a professional level. I couldn't do anything. Um, good, good, isn't it? Uh, I, I hear um, his 
words were that he'd come back and play if uh, Jose, big Jose Gear, was going to play. Mm. So I think they're both on the bench. I've just seen their team too. So Papili Lavave's uh, old Hurricanes Chiefs man, he's coming back to play for them as well this week. He's, uh, he's on the bench. So, mate, how good that, um, you know, some of these top guys, even though they're at the end of their career, can go and play some of these the Heartland games and just get the crowd and get all the morale of the players excited. So, um, Made it awesome, though. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, mate. I'm the same. I'm the same. I try to get uh, Ma'a on the show, but you know, Ma'a, he doesn't like doing media. Hopefully, yeah. one day he reckons. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I really appreciate yeah, your time. Go. Go. Your time How much are you paying me, is he? That's, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what he said. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. For How free. much? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there you go. Sam, if you're in Australia, we might have to pay Ma'a. But anyway, um, thanks very much, brother. Appreciate your time. You're a good man, and uh, look forward to seeing you very soon, bro. See you, guys. Take care. There you go, Corey Jane. <laughs> hey, good memories. Bring it back. I just see that's the thing. You just, you know, you're a bit wary to give CJ the mic because you, he's very quick-witted. He's very witty, and you're just a bit hesitant. And you, you know, it is. Oh, that's why I'm just trying to lead him in the right direction. So I just can't give him enough time to get that that mind going. Because when it gets going, mate, we'll be straight off the. We'll be on the dump button. Joe's fingers on the dump button will be going. Well, couldn't be much worse than the story you told us last time about you and the pillow. But anyway, that's ten years tomorrow to the day of that famous World Cup semi-final. A young Aaron Cruden, a very young Izzy Dag, um, got pins and needles listening to that intro, lads. How good from Matty K. Rugby World Cup semi 2011. I love the crowd singing to the Aussies four more years from an unknown texter. Oh, that number's actually from Australia, so that's a might be a Kiwi over there that loved it. Um, great memories, Izzy. Does it feel like a decade? Does it feel like that long? Well, yeah, because... Um you know, 10 years ago, and I put on 10 kilos. That so does feel like a, a decade, mate. It's not a bad strike rate, one a year. <laughs> one a year, kilo a year, but I'm making a comeback, mate. Nah. Nah, it's cool to be able to rem- you know, just get the memories, like when you plan those clips, and uh, I had did an interview yesterday as well about it. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And just remembering those moments, I remember in Jer- Jerome Kano when he picked up Dick Buani when he was like two metres out from line and actually manhandled him yeah. back. And then, uh, you know, putting up high balls all day. Uh, Richie McCaw playing the Pocock, who Pocock was said to be the best seven in the world back then. And Richie McCaw on one foot outplayed him. So just you just think back to little moments in that game, and it was pretty special. Awesome, bro. I love reminiscing. It's so good to hear CJ. God, he's just, you're right. You just never know what's coming next with Corey Jane. 23 minutes past 8 o'clock. I'll tell you what's coming next. We've got some text to clear here about Baz. You can wish him well on double eight, double three. And we've got Pip coming up from the TAB. She she tipped us a dog yesterday, and poor Kieran remortgaged his 19-year-old life on it, and um, obviously gambling responsibly. But he was devastated, and uh, we need to talk to Pip about that. It's 23 minutes past 8 here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. We are coming up to 29 minutes past 8 o'clock. Of course, we've got the news coming up with Kaz, who's doing a fantastic job this morning. Uh, we've got some texts coming in. Do you guys get free KKR gear? Listening via the app. Is he? Have you got a new Night Riders kit? Nah, nah, yeah, mate. But yeah. I'll be getting some when Baz gets home, mate. Tell you that. Yeah. He's sending me a hat. 
right this way. I think that's only fair enough. And uh, Kiwi Brent, uh, ex Linwood, go the green and black. <laughs> nice, nice Kiwi Brent. Just wake up on my temper mattress, which is the best sleep ever in Brisbane. Great show, Izzy. Look forward to the Northern Tour. Thank you, Brent. And there's a text here from Paddy talking about where he was during that semi final. So text us, double eight double three. where were you during that semi-final, which is 10 years ago tomorrow, the All Blacks Australia, the 2011 World Cup, when Izzy had his party at Eden Park. We'll read those out. But right now it's time for a live TAB update with our, our great friend Pip Morris at the TAB. Although yesterday, Pip, we thought we were going so well, and then you, you tipped us a dud. I certainly did. I had a shocker yesterday at Cambridge, guys. Good morning, and I think to make it worse, I'm going to win and That's okay. Staffy a winner. <laughs> oh, oh, so you gave Staffy a winner, and you gave us a... Right. Oh, I did, I did. Okay. No good. I might have me I back. <laughs> uh, you tip... Is there strategic... So, yeah, you obviously used to work with Staffy, so you're going to give him a real good one. <laughs> okay, I can see where you're going. Yeah, no, just the way it worked out. Eddington seemed to be on fire and Cambridge was just a graveyard yesterday. No, look, that's the punt, Pip. We all know it and it doesn't matter. Don't worry. Izzy and me are seasoned losers. It's fine. Um, What are we looking at today? (laughs) Oh, well, we've got, of course, that huge weekend of racing for the bonus back. Blitz is back. First four races, Hastings, Ashburton, Caulfield and Randwick for tomorrow. And, of course, because you guys are keen on Mark Crusader and the Everest, TAB's come to the party and they've got some power plays uh, that you can have a look at there. Check them out on the website. And you can uh, play Classic Legend and Mask Crusader Top 4 at 420 or even Nature Strip and Mask Crusader Top 4, $4. And if you really think you can get the win, well, you can go uh, Mask Crusader Nature Strip Top 4, $11. Izzy, they are fantastic bets. If the track dries out and gets to a 6, I reckon um, Nature Strip and Mask Crusader, because Nature Strip's going to lead, and I can see Mask Crusader swooping over the top and rolling it on the line. Pip, that's great information. <laughs> have an awesome weekend. You too, guys. Catch you later. There you go. Promotions and plan. Hundreds of sports marks to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Those power plays are way up my alley. Anyway, right now it's the news with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Let me finish your thought, Kaz. The Calcutta Knight Riders, they are going to whip the Chennai Super Kings in the final of the IFL. I know where you were going with that, so we're wishing them all the best at SCNZ. Joel will tidy that one up for the next one. Don't worry about it. All right, where are we? We are half past eight o'clock in the morning, and it is time to get to our choices flooring poll results. But just quickly before I do that, hey, Sky City is, um, well, they're on a mass vaccination drive, a super Saturday drive, they're calling it. Roll up your sleeves, Tamaki Makoto. We are transforming into a special drive through vaccination vaccination clinic to encourage and support Aucklanders getting vaccinated. The Super Saturday, every person who was vaccinated at this event will, have, will receive a free ticket to the Sky Tower when we reopen and a little treat to enjoy. The event will take place in the Sky City car park from 10am to 7.30pm this Saturday, tomorrow, which is also 10 years ago, when Izzy Dag had his party at Eden Park. They should do it there. Open to all people 12 plus who need their first or second COVID-19 vaccine. Sky City, a round of applause and an early toast of the week to you guys, because that is awesome work. Alright, choices flooring poll time, Izzy. We asked who's going to win and what do you think they said? What do you think What do you think our friends... Our companions that listen to this show each morning. What do you reckon KKR. they said? KKR. Whitewash, surely. 100% they did. Well, not literally 100%. 
Uh, this is the Choices Forum poll where you can go vote on the Baz Nizzy for breakfast Twitter or on double eight double three. I've run the stats. 85% of people, Calcutta Night Riders, baby. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. They're supporters of the show and they're going to vote for our skip Baz. Uh, the 15% are obviously supporters of Flynn, but I'm looking, mate, honestly, I just can't wait for that match. It's going to be an absolute doozy. So, look, keep those messages of support coming in for our good friend Baz McCullum and we'll get those to him. We're going to cheers them later on in the show. Of course we are. The Choices Flooring Floors for Living Spring Sale Catalogue is out now. Download today. Thank you for your participation in the Choices Flooring Poll. And, yeah, go on. The Night Riders. All right, Izzy, you were asking people, do you want to know where I was watching the uh, game 10 years ago? Yeah, where were you, mate? I was um, I was with my sister, Talia, uh, yeah. and my grandparents in Amberley, North Canterbury. And we, were, we had my uncles and everyone had come over. All the family gathered around. And I remember putting a Facebook status up, uh, I think it was in high school, and I put a Facebook status up saying, Dear Aaron Cruden, can you please put Quade Cooper on his ass tonight? Because <laughs> that's the sort of guy I was, oh. the sort of teenager I was. <laughs> oh, I got to ask the question yesterday about what did you think of the booing, the booing of Quade? And I said, look, he t- he obviously you, you were like a lot of pundits around the country. He he done something to our golden skipper, Richie McCaw, that will always haunt him for the rest of his life. <clears throat> but I spoke about that moment. I said, look, nah, uh, it actually, oh. when you think, what happened uh, during that tournament, you know, I was kind of buying into it, but then there was a situation two years ago when he played in Christchurch and they kept billing. I was like, oh, come on, move on, move on. But, Louis, we live and we learn, mate. We live and we learn. We do. Paddy's got an awesome. Uh, well, we do, but we kind of don't sometimes. Paddy, I felt I said that, and I thought, well, actually, that's a bit disingenuous. Sometimes we don't learn, and we make the mistake over and over and over. That's if you ask Shannon. I'm sure there's some repetitive behaviour in my personal life. Um, Paddy sent through a text about where he was. Yeah, um, I'm a bit of a. I had a bit of a cock up with some friends, and I decided to do a Aussie trip to Goldie when this World Cup was on. That semi final, we're in the beer garden on the Glitz Strip watching the game surrounded by Aussies. They had a huge screen set up, continued to play music during that game. I don't think I've ever been so proud to be a Kiwi wearing our All Blacks jerseys. Sinking points, we had Aussies shouting us shots. Unreal. And that is from Paddy. That is from Paddy. Well, that's an awesome memory. See, that's the thing. Everyone will have those memories. Where were you during that little moment, that semi-final moment? We've got another one here from Goose. Goose, semi-final 2011. I was living in Brisbane and was at a pub Full of Aussies that were full of confidence. I will never forget that feeling of breaking their hearts and the pure, pure joy me and my mates felt. That is from Goose. So there you go. Everyone has a moment. They know where they were in that particular moment. They always have these memories. So keep them coming on double eight double three. Yes, that's so true. You just you have those sporting events like um actually I tell you what was one the Bahrain game against uh, mm. well, the All Whites when they played Bahrain to qualify for the 2010 FIFA World Cup. I I think everyone will know where they are there. There's probably a couple of America's Cups. Um, the 2015 World Cup, we had a massive because that was early morning. We had a huge session at our flat that morning. We woke up, cooked everyone, big breakfast, got all the mates around, like put built a stadium of couches in the living room. You know, there's there's those those um, championships and events that you just remember. The cricket World Cup, uh, the semi final. There's those sporting events you just know where you are, don't you? Is it? Yeah, mate. I remember the uh, you know the hairy javelin, the jav, our good mate our Grant good mate. Elliott here on SCNZ. Um, I remember exactly where we were. We were in South Africa in Johannesburg watching the game through a phone, the whole Crusaders outfit watching it through this phone 
and watching that moment when the jab hit the six at Eden Park. So that's what I mean. You know exactly where you are when those big moments are played, and it's pretty cool to have those memories. Keep them coming through. Where were you 10 years ago tomorrow, the Rugby World Cup semi-final? Well, that means that next week it's the final, is which you were also playing in. And um, do you reckon we can track Ooh. down Andy Ellis? Or maybe maybe that's a maybe that's a week. We should we should pin down someone. And I know Andy kicked the ball out, but maybe Richie, or well, we should really do something special for that one because it was such a relief. The weight of a nation. I, there was, I think that was the name of a documentary, wasn't it? Because that it yep. literally felt like the pressure had come off New Zealand and All Blacks fans after that game. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get someone from that era, and I'll. That was a tough game, man. We're like that, that's some that's the feeling like when you play a big match like the semi final, you feel like it should be over, and then you, it's like no, no, we're playing France and France, mate. They're so cunning, eh? They knew, <laughs> they knew that they knew they were going to play us twice. <coughs> Sorry, they knew they were going to play us twice, and they knew that I knew the second time that they were going to play. The worst thing about that was the night before the game, we had about a hundred and fifty Frenchies outside of our room, our hotel, <laughs> singing. So about four in the morning, man. I didn't get to sleep till four in the morning. And just going back to that game, we're under pressure. Like, Yashvili, the number nine, had an opportunity to kick the goal. And I was behind the post, and it came up, and it kind of looked like it was going through, and it just faded away in the end. And then we know the rest is history with Eva and Co. But looking forward to getting into that next week, mate. It's going to be good memories. Totally. And the Hell of a party too, mate, I tell you. Oh, Ooh, I can't wait for so all good. of the stories, eh? Not just the ones for on here, all of the stories. <laughs> it is 19 and a half minutes away from 9 o'clock, the Friday tipple, thanks to Leo and HQ. Headquarters Viaduct coming up shortly on Baz and Z for breakfast. First on ECNZ. We are coming up to 9 o'clock. We're at Stephen McIver today sitting in for the Doyen. Not quite smithy, but he will be here in studio very soon. Until then, it is, well... The headquarters Viaduct Friday tipple. They're the undisputed heavyweight hospital champions of New Zealand. Can't wait for this. Well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday tipple. Thanks to headquarters Viaduct, the undisputed heavyweight hospital champions of New Zealand. Oh, 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 it's time to get stuck into a Friday tipple. Thanks to headquarters, Leo and the team. Here you go, here you go. You can probably hear it at home. Oh, how good does that sound? Hey, how good does that sound? To start off with what I want to give a toast to, my wizard of the week. The Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, the champ, refused to quit even when he was knocked down twice in the fourth round against Deontay Wilder. We were lucky enough to catch up with Taylor Barry, who was in his corner on Sunday. That man sees no fear. He's one of a kind. Tyson will die in that ring. You know, he, he's he been down before. He's been hit with big shots before. So it's, he knows how to kind of push through it. And push through he did. Knocking out Wilder and securing his place as one of the greatest heavyweights we have ever seen. So I want to toast the Gypsy King and to Taylor Barry, a young Kiwi with a bright future. Cheers, Taylor and Fury. Cheers, 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 boys. Awesome effort. Hey, the Farah Palmer Cup finals were last weekend, and um, this breaks my heart, but Waikato pulled off the big upset over Canterbury. So we spoke to their, their champion coach, James Semple, who was impressed by the effort his players showed on the field, and why wouldn't he be? 
I saw some of the stats last night on the breakdown, actually. And our post-contact metres were like 410. And I was like, Man. holy, like, that just sort of showed that they were going out there and dying for each other. <laughs> holy. They were, um, like, it was great to see that sort of heart displayed, wasn't it, Izzy? And their Friday night session, or their kind of D&M, their deep and meaningful they had, that's going to go down in folklore, isn't it? It is, mate. It is. I've got someone ringing me on the outside. Mate. It's going to go down in the folklore. As uh, you know, that is their first win. And they got a young squad. When you knew, when you lose nine players, you lose like nine players and senior players, and you're playing a Canterbury side who just oozes experience and talent. You know, they bring in, they lose Kendrick Coxie, they bring in another player that's just right up to scratch. So, um, that nah, awesome, awesome battle, and well done to James Simple. He's got a big, big future in the coaching realm. Uh, well, I want to toast to Kiwi, another Kiwi great Kiwi golfer Stephen Alka who has seen a resurgence in form as of late. He's finished in the top 10 over his past seven events, and he credits part of his success to feeling more confident amongst his peers. I was one of the shorter hitters on the on the Corn Ferry and PGA Tour, but now I kind of feel like I'm in the top 25, 30 longest hitters out here. So it's a whole different kettle of fish. And, and whether that's made me you know, feel bigger and more confident, probably, yeah. <laughs> It's great to see Stephen continuing to grow in confidence as he stands in the top five on the money list among PGA Tour champions. Hopefully his streak of solid performance continues for the rest of the season. Cheers, Steve Alka. Cheers, Steve. And look, you're still bombing it. Maybe not as far as Izzy, but pretty far. All right, it's a time for another one. We spoke to Jimmy Gopeth, yes. Jimmy Gopeth, back from nowhere. Well, he's been around, still playing rugby at the age of 38 and winning games for his London Wasps. But as he wondered whether the Kiwi would consider coming home to the Naki. No, mate, it'd be, it'd be awesome if I could come home and maybe finish off and play for the Naki. That would be, that would be pretty awesome. Because I never really got to play for the Naki because I went, obviously went to Wellington straight out of school. And obviously Naki boy at heart. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, mate. Imagine like a 40-something-year-old Jimmy Gopeth running around for the Taranaki and um, what do we say? Jimmy with the kicking tee coming home to play for the Naki for Barnsley. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy G and his kicking tee coming home for Naki and Mel Barnsley. How good. How good would that be? Jimmy Jimmy G, what a champion. Uh, but, you know, our toast of the week, our toast of the week goes to our captain, Baz McCullum. Yesterday morning, we watched live as the mighty 90s punched their way to the finals with a six on the second-to-last ball of the game. It's fair to say we're all pretty pumped. Tripathi has won the game, and Baz is hugging everyone <laughs> in celebrations. Look at them oh, go nuts. Off the lane. Off the lane. Oh. <laughs> He's done oh, it. Yes, Baz. Oh, I'm going to watch it right now. Watch it right now. Here it is. Bang! <laughs> See ya! Oh, man, that was such a cool moment. That was such a cool moment to be able to you know, portray that on the airways. I know there'll be a lot of people around the country watching that moment. And for, for us, as our skipper, such an inspirational man. And he is a big part of our team here. So I'm just extremely, extremely proud of you, Baz. Um, we hope you can go one more and get it up on Flemish. Chennai Super Kings, and I know listen, the girls and little Riley will be chomping at the bit to get you home, man. Just like us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We love you. Go well, brother. Cheers. Cheers, Baz. Cheers, everyone. What a great week. Cheers to Leo and headquarters. 
creating a home for the winners in life. We'll be back to wrap the show with Stephen McIver after this. It's coming up three minutes away from nine o'clock. Thank you for your time this morning. We've absolutely loved our fun Friday all around the traps. Uh, Lana Cord, Richard's tipping Lana Cord in the Livermore tomorrow heavily. He's got the ride up here, third in the Oaks last year. Hey, Richard, couldn't agree more, mate. At 14s, 15s and $4.20, have an absolute fistful of that each way. Anyway, this is where we usually catch up with uh, Smithy for temper and sleeping when we sleep on it with Smithy. I've got mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body. That does doesn't change just because Smithy's not here, <laughs> is he? But you know who we've got instead is? Is he awake? Is he there? How are you, Stephen? Uh, you see, he said Stephen. That's why I like him. You said Steve. Steve-o. I'm No. Like the guy from Jackass. Mate, if you want to belt, you call me Steve-o. <laughs> hey, I'm good, is he? How are you? How's that leg, bud? Nah, nah, it's all good, mate. I'm just chipping away. Get cast off on Tuesday so the wife will be happy. I'm going into a moon boot. Mate, boot, I've so. never seen anyone have a, a Canterbury red and a red and black cast. How 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 hard <laughs> out are you? Pink and purple, pink and purple. My well, mum's favourite colours. Well, it looks red and there black from her, where I am. <laughs> pink and purple, mate. <laughs> hey, you're taking the reins, brother. Oh yeah. All good. What do you got? What do you got for today? SENZ exclusive first up, actually. Ivan Cleary, the premiership-winning Panthers coach, hasn't spoken to anyone, and I mean anyone, since grand final day. He's speaking to us this morning just after 9 o'clock about being finally a premiership-winning coach. So I'm a little bit excited. He's a good man, the one that got away on the Warriors. And I I mean definitely got away on the Warriors. Uh, Emma Twigg added to the Athletes Commission this week for the New Zealand Olympic Committee, gold medalist. uh, Talked to her about what she intends to do with that, that, that role and what you know impact she may have on athletes going forward. They're, they're quite big on these these uh, commissions. Love it. Yeah, love it. Uh, Cruz Tangera, Aotearoa men's oh, captain. Yep. Yeah, well, I hadn't thought. I hadn't spoken. Cruz works for us at Sky, and he's honestly mm. one of the greatest talents going around. But he couldn't play. He couldn't play because he was stuck in all this bloody COVID. So we'll talk yeah. to him about that. And and men's netball. What is the future for men's ever? Where is it at? And, and his own personal journey there. Uh, have we still got time? Yeah, you've got, you got about 20 seconds. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and Sir Ian Taylor. Going to talk to Sir Ian Taylor about his MIQ idea, which has been accepted by the government, but also be dealing with the biggest sports brands in the world mm. in television with the likes of Fox Sport from a little old company in Dunedin because he is one of the cool cats. You meet him and he's 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 cool. He's a legend. Awesome. So there awesome. you go. Oh, Dad and then I'll talk to Louie. And then Louie and Michael Guerin and those sorts of players. Get a bit of racing in there, Steve. You have a wee punt, do you? Nah. Steven, I should say. Nah. <laughs> nah. The only punt I do is called L-O-T-T-O. <laughs> L-O-T-T-O. Lotto. Yeah, that's $30 million. Bit of a lottery around that's here, mate. Right. Don't worry about that. How good. Hey, have a great show, mate. Thanks, have a great Have show. a great weekend, Look everybody. Look forward to listening. And uh, everyone, have a great weekend. It's been an awesome week. We've had some great guests on. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to all our listeners. Thanks for your texts and support. It is the weekend, and we love the weekend here. My family's on their way home. I've missed them all week. Take care. Kakite anō.